1: Hello and welcome to Core. This is Core for February 11th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We are here to talk about video games across the spectrum of the gaming world. Yeah. That's what we're going with, anyway. Uh, it's good to be back. Nice to see everybody. Kind of a big week for Nintendo fans and Kirby fans in particular. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but all the Kirby meme- memes have made me feel better. Just in general. Just kind of a nicer... I feel like a, I feel like a better person because of all the memes about Kirby. Mm-hmm. And I already yeah. loved Kirby, so now I really like Kirby. And we'll get to that. We'll get to why he's so cool right now.
2: I've never played a Kirby game.
1: John.
0: I've played a single Game Boy original game back in the day.
1: Those yeah. were good, too. There's nothing wrong, never anything wrong. There's never been a bad Kirby game. Even that weird golf game where you just tried to put Kirby in golf holes. What was it? Kirby's dream course.
2: (laughs) This is what I do in general.
1: (laughs) That game was, even that was okay. That was like a good golf game. Uh, He's, Kirby is great. And if you've never played the SNES, what was it called? Dreamland 4. Kirby and Dreamland 4, I think. 3, whatever. Amazing. Amazing game. I'm playing that again now, in fact, because I got so thinking about Kirby this week. I pulled it up on my Switch. It's part of their little uh, SNES and NES collections. All the Kirby games are in there. You should play Kirby.
2: I can't believe John's never played Kirby. Never. Because here's the problem. Most of the time, Kirby games come out near the end of the life cycle of a Nintendo system. And when I was a kid, I was very much an early adopter. Mm. So... When it was coming out on Game Boy, I was already, you know, moving on to whatever the next system was. I wasn't buying Game Boy games anymore.
1: That's a fair... When it was fair, coming out on the yeah. Super
2: Nintendo, I was moving on to, you know, other systems at that point. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just one of those things where I didn't... I never picked it up and because I never went back. It's kind of like you in that way, Scott, where it's like, oh, because like isn't that why you never played Last of Us Part 2 You're like, no, this game came out too late in the PlayStation 4 cycle. I'm not doing it. It
1: did bug me. Yeah, that was one of the reasons I didn't like having to play a game that felt like like right now. I would hate to be anybody who has to play Forbidden West when it comes out next week on a PlayStation 4. That would drive me crazy. That would drive me crazy, even though I'm sure it's fine on there. I'm sure it's a fine experience. And a well made one and optimized for the platform, I have no doubt, but I would feel it would feel off to have to play a last gen piece of hardware again. <laughs> I've always been that way, so I'd completely understand that. I'll just say this about Kirby uh he is delightful and wonderful he's o p in Smash Brothers, and yeah. uh he you of all my friends are the most kirby like you remind me of Kirby <laughs> so I'm you should you should
2: generally be- pinkish uh. <laughs> have a big mouth. Rotund, and I like (laughs) to put things in my mouth.
1: Yeah, you like to put stuff in your mouth that you don't actually digest, but somehow you become better for having them in your mouth. (laughs) Yes. Now, My baby seems
2: to think so, too, if uh, how he plays in the playpen is any indication.
1: It's one of those Nintendo characters that is so sickly cute that it ends up being almost, not creepy, I don't know how to describe this. The cuteness is um, (sighs) Like this new game, it's set in like a post-apocalyptic looking, speaking of Last of Us, looking burned-out city with no people in it, overgrowth, nature's come back, whatever, and you know he's rolling around in that world. It's just that's such a weird contrast. Yeah, that it—that's what Kirby's all about, and right. he's also one of the most inventive characters in the history of of Nintendo or gaming, like platformers in general. Nobody's ever been quite as inventive as Kirby. Because everything he eats has the potential of changing what he can do, and they get real creative with that. Even in the old NES stuff and Game Boy stuff, like
0: yeah, I'm watching a trailer and you can get Car Mouth. Yeah,
1: he's that's why he's Carby and this bending week. Bending Mouth, yeah, his
0: Bending Mouth, where he can turn to a vending machine and shoot yeah. soda cans at people. Yeah, and that made me I'm, laugh my head off. I
2: remember him. what the term was. They gave it a name like they're undigestibles or something like that, where it's like he can put it in his mouth, but he can't eat it. Yeah. And he can still control it and do stuff. What do so you call it? A mouthful,
1: car. a mouthful of something. <laughs> I
2: think that's what <laughs> it is. Has, it's he like has a light bulb mouthfuls. mouth. He's
1: Nash. Nash, does, Nash. Yeah, <laughs> does that. Yeah. Light bulb mouth. <laughs> he eats a light bulb and then just shines through it. And this just looks delightful in every way. And I can't wait to play it. Um, we'll talk about that and a few other things that were announced right now. <clears throat> so, uh, Nintendo direct this week, kind of a big one. Uh, They showed off, we'll get to kind of all of it or bits and pieces of it, but uh, Chrono Cross re-release is in there, which I know John is out of his mind excited about probably. This isn't coming just to the Switch. He's a Chrono Head. He is a Chrono Head. It's not coming just to that device, though. That's coming to Game Pass on day one.
2: Oh, is it coming to Game Pass? It is really. Um, let's see. I'm trying uh, I to didn't, find. I didn't know that. I think I'm still going to buy this one. It can come to Game Pass, but I know I want to own it. Uh, yeah. But it is coming to PC, uh, Xbox, PS4. Um, I think it's been confirmed for all of them. So, yep. Uh, I'm really excited for this. You know, it doesn't look like they've done much. Uh, it looks like you know you're getting your high res version of PlayStation One's you know textures and sprites it's mm, not sprites but mm-hmm. you know models which never looks good because i will stand by the statement that as much love as you might have for playstation era video games i don't know if there's any era of video games where things look more but than <laughs> playstation like it was fine at the time but that stuff you can doctor it up all you want it, none of it looks very good anymore yeah. um so i mean it's there it's going to be an up way to play that game, which is all I really want. It has one of the best battle systems of any JRPG that has, has ever existed. The the combat system is so good. Um, Storyline's pretty solid, too. It's interesting. Um, it is not as direct a sequel to Chrono Trigger as people want, which is why people bash on it. Uh, also because it has a huge roster of characters. Yeah. Um, but the soundtrack is extremely good. So is the, the gameplay system and... I am I'm very excited. I'm I knew you would be on steam immediately. I
1: heard about that and went, Oh, well, there goes, John, John. will happen. Yeah,
2: that was, that was it. I heard that that was the announcement and I went, Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. I am extremely excited and I no longer care about anything else. You try and tell me at this point, it's not going <laughs> to get better. Uh, the other cool part about it though, is it comes with a thing called radical dreamers, mm-hmm. uh, which is a text story adventure that came out only in Japan and was the original like kind of prototype sequel to Chrono Trigger. Oh. And it it never came out and it ended up forming the basis of the idea for what Chrono Cross is. It's a little bit more of uh it's a little it's got more allusions to Chrono Trigger than Chrono Cross ultimately would. Yeah. Um but that has never been uh officially translated for the US. So it's going to be a cool way to play that which uh, I've never played. So mm i'm i'm stoked i've been wanting a way to it's my go-to example when i criticize playstation's uh, streaming play the classics service uh, i always mm. say hey i want a way to play chronocross but i want a way to download it not stream it mm. that's my go-to game and now i'm not going to be able to do it anymore because they're finally putting it out and i will no longer need to you'll never
1: need to stream it again john ever the rest of your life, uh, forget it. Streaming doesn't matter anymore. Bo, do you have any connection to that game at all? I have none to Chrono Cross. So
0: no, I played Chrono Trigger a ton. That's a great game. But I yeah. uh, never played any of the other Chrono games. Like, I would have played a Chrono Trigger 2 uh, that wasn't in the carts, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is as close as you're going to yeah. get, I guess.
0: Just never, never, never yeah. opened a can.
1: Yeah. Well, that Didn't can... That can not be available for everybody. What was the date on that? I didn't see it. Uh,
2: uh, June something. June like something. Seven weeks away.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's a ways off. But uh, enjoy that. Um, so here's the other stuff that happened or came from this. The ones I'm most excited about uh, in a moment. But first, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming in September. Sure. People like that series. I'm sure they're excited about yeah. that. Uh, never did play any of them. I'm kind of curious about it, I guess. Very anime, but hasn't hasn't stopped me before how about splatoon 3 people are into that so that's a thing you'll be getting that
2: looks like they're going more of a giving you a uh pve gameplay mode uh focused gameplay mode in it yeah that might be cool if you like splatoon but you don't want the multiplayer aspect yeah and they had
1: that in uh thank you hun. sorry my wife just brought me something
2: um, oh, I thought that. you were just <laughs> giving me nice commentary on my delightful insight to Splatoon 3. <laughs> yeah, thank You're you. You're welcome. Definitely you know, definitely
1: really- uh But she, or uh, was I was going to say, not she, that's my wife. Uh, Spl- Splatoon is very, uh, the, my favorite thing about 2 was the weird single player thing they included. It was cool. I forgot the name of it, but sounds like they're going to do more of that. I think that's a worthy thing. The paint and clean it up mechanic of those games is is kind of rad. And uh, I would I would happily play more of that, so that's good. I don't care about the multiplayer because they're just not that competitive in that game, but a lot of people love it, so watch for that coming. Um, what else? How about Wii Sports sequel in uh, the form of Nintendo Switch Sports? Hey, do you like Wii Sports? No. No. Nope. Okay. Well. <laughs> no, you don't have any strong memories of, like, you know, p- playing bowling with your friends or your family no i
2: i do but it was everybody had a wii i mean like everybody had it and everybody did it and it was that thing where you got it you played it and you were like oh this is cool what a cool use of the technology and then you went over uh to grandma's house and she had a wii too because nintendo did so good at selling those things to everybody and all anybody wanted to do was play wii sports and eventually you learned how to game bowling. Cause that was the only one anybody wanted to play. Yeah. And you just threw strike after strike after strike. And you're like, well, bold, another perfect game. This, this game sure is fun. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of it. Like it was great at the time, but I am not excited to get back in and play sports mini games that, uh, have already, they, they've been stale for a while.
1: Well, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, the Wii or the sorry, the the uh what do you call those things? The the Joy Cons mm-hmm. um are vastly superior to anything the wii Motes were doing. Like they're they actually do like one to one tracking, whereas yeah, the Wiimotes we, were kind of faking it most of the time. So, you know, there's some potential there for some real uh I don't think I'm convincing you. <laughs>
2: no, no.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you. It's fine. I don't really care I'm, about this the, either.
0: The Wii was heavily marketed as, look, you can work out with this. Like, even family members of mine that would never touch a console got it because of the workout. At You know, yeah, it's games but it's working out so, like, the stigma of video games was lessened by it and so mm-hmm. people could feel they could purchase it. Sure. And I, I would be like, you know, this is a waste, but whatever. Enjoy your enjoy your Wii. Like, it mostly collected dust uh, to anyone who had bought bought it, right? Like, they used it a couple times, thought it was awesome. You put your weight in And yes, they had sports.
1: Yeah, but this has a Battle Royale bowling mode.
2: Well, let me also just uh, say I have a Switch (laughs) Lite and I have have no intention on uh, getting a regular Switch to play Wii Sports.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's the other thing. This is for people with the the three-part Switch. That's it. Don't get this if you got a light like me and John. That's a terrible idea. That's the other reason I won't be getting this. There's no point in me doing it, but if you've got a switch to connected to your TV and you're into this and you got kids, I think it's probably an all right deal. It's not gonna, it's not gonna happen for us. Um, but I love the idea of a of, of a battle royale bowling game where fifty <laughs> no. of you start and by the time you're done, only one stands. There's something about that I like. I don't know what.
2: Ah, it is. that's maybe okay.
1: Yeah. Is that a tournament? I it's so there's a whole mode in here where because like, like, that's
0: how tournaments work right everyone gets eliminated to the last yeah but this like, is this is all are you simultaneous. bowling at each other
1: you're you you're bowling? simultaneously bowling for score so all 50 mm-hmm. of you whatever you start with you all start bowling and just hauling ass and like all right i got a strike i got a spare and then by the time you're done whoever has the poop score gets kicked out and you just slowly eliminate people i wonder
0: how Kinda. the people who programmed it feel about doing that like you're the guy making battle royale bowling like are you proud like
2: I do you you play world of warcraft (laughs) oh man
0: i wish i was developing that game but i'm developing this game they're gonna
2: be i I, I,
1: look i think we're short shrifting this a little i don't think it's our game for sure like no question but it's this is gonna be a big seller they're gonna do i
2: just want to point out that when you said it's fun for if you have kids park them in front of the tv and play and sometimes i feel like a bit of a curmudgeon because when you said that in my head i was like I don't trust my kids on the TV (laughs) playing this damn game. And I was like, should I say that? And I was like, no, you know what? I'm not going to say it. And then my wife, who apparently has the show on, who hasn't said anything about anything I've said this entire time, picked that moment to go, I don't think I want to invite the possibility of throwing a remote into the TV. And Mm. clearly we are on the same wavelength. There
1: you go. No, that's good. That's how you know you found each other. The other thing is there's in that video, a lady straps a Wiimote or uh, I keep saying Wiimote uh, strapped a, uh, joy-con to her leg and then when she would Mm -hmm. kick it would track her kicking which is kind of cool it's neat but a little weird
2: right (laughs) i don't know yes it's all weird everything nintendo does is weird yeah why are they're wonderful but also sometimes head scratch remember when they were like guys the future is now and the future is cardboard yeah yeah
1: what's going on with that
2: Nothing, Nothing. Labo? They put it out. People made shit out of cardboard and now they don't like that's it. That's all they did.
1: So Labo's done. Uh, the we, the workout wheel is pretty popular. The what was that called? Fit wheel or whatever. That went OK. I think yeah. that's still popular. I think you still can want to try to get those and they're hard to get or something. I don't know. But you're right. The Labo thing came and went like a fart. Yeah. Ring fit. That's what it was called. All right. The other one I'm excited about. And you guys probably aren't because you're lame. <laughs> is uh is uh mario strikers battle league uh i loved the original mario strikers game it's a soccer game with all the mario people it's one of those you know big roster of all your favorite yeah this this looks cool
0: i i won't have time to play it but it looks very cool
1: yeah i love it's these games i cool. love this first game. i love good i like sports games that do stupid shit like I loved uh, when I was growing up, uh, or I wasn't growing up as in my early 20s, but the. Um,
2: <laughs> still
1: I was up. still growing up. To, uh, I still am in some ways, but um, the game I loved the most to play like this would have been Mutant League football and hockey, both of those. Loved those oh, yeah. games. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what of the this movie
0: is. Soccer as well.
1: Yeah. It's a bit like this. Uh, so Mario, Mario Strikers coming. Let's see. Been fifteen years since the two thousand seven Mario Strikers. Jeez Louise! Oh, has it been that long since yeah. the last one? Jeez, yeah, the
0: I, I always thought this was a cool. Like this is, it's definitely a cool idea when you take sports and you put superpowers in it and yeah. make it ridiculous. Like, th- like this is. I agree. Yeah, we're not lame, it's Scott. No, nope, you're in. Lame. Okay, Maybe you're John in. John still is. I don't know, but I, I'm in. I'm in on this. Okay, like, this is. I, just, I won't quit gaming if I have to play this. All right. we're happy
2: <laughs> no, I, I agree. I I like this, but this is a this is a perfect example of why. Subscription based, like to get access to games, is a valuable thing because this is a game I would never buy. Mm. I like it, will never be high enough on my want. Not, list not as a family thing, like get, what if you're to get purchased, mm. but it's the kind of thing that I always wish, like, I knew somebody who had. But if mm. your family you know I mean? liked it, mm-hmm. like,
0: if, if it was like the whole family sits down with four controllers and play, like, it was pitched to you that way, like you didn't see yourself maybe consider buying they can it maybe buy
2: it with their own damn money, like, <laughs> kids kids money. <laughs> sometimes if they're good <laughs> uh, i
1: love it i love it well it looks ridiculous and i'm i'm all in so bring that on um what else we got here no man's sky i don't really think about parenting by the way so no you don't no i don't know i think you have a natural inclination for parenting i know that may sound weird but i think you do I think you'd easily... Like, you'd roll right in. I have no it.
0: experience in it. It's all theory.
2: I've seen him with theory. a cat. I think he'd be great at it. So. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. a good point. Uh, no Man's Sky coming to Switch. Apparently, they've been working on this in secret for a number of years. <laughs> that's uh, That's what they said. They've been secretly working <laughs> away on that? it. They said That's <laughs> hilarious. That's, what, that's, <laughs> that's according to secret. Hello Games. <laughs> and it's... Um, i I, console. It's, it's not one of these cloud things like when you buy Hitman on the Switch, you're playing a cloud version of it. This is like actual... Actual No Man's Sky. I'm sure there's a drop in fidelity, but if these screenshots are be d- to be believed, this looks fine.
0: What is it? Is it? Sorry, when you say class, not the crossplay on the main server, like you.
1: Uh, oh, it may be crossplay. I don't know about that. What I mean is, it's not a. Um, so, so if you wanted to buy Control on Switch, you're not mm-hmm. buying a downloaded game. You are buying access to a cloud version. Think of it as like a one-off Stadia purchase on the Switch. Okay. And there's a bunch of games like that on the Switch right now um hitman threes oh. like that uh, or whatever so when i heard about this i thought oh is that what they're gonna do here no this is like full-on no man's sky on on your hard drive or whatever the equivalent it is, Your you're
0: on the go i guess yeah.
2: like, i wonder how they Wait, this isn't always
0: run. online game i think right oh no you can play it offline yeah, you can right? play it offline sure yeah yeah
2: you yeah, think you
0: can i think it
1: looks pretty good <laughs> I've,
2: yeah i'm surprised yeah. like it this game doesn't always run great on my PC. Yeah. So it makes me wonder how it's running on the Switch. Yeah, I'd but.
1: like to when reviews come out, I'll be very interested cuz I wouldn't mind having something like this in bed chilling playing no man. I would this could be a thing I could get really sucked into on the portable. Uh, especially if they do cross-save, because I think right now can I I can cross-save PC back over to console and that sort of stuff. I, I
0: think, think it's a little weird about it, because I know we had some trouble with uh, Steam versus the Xbox Game Pass version, like PC Game Pass version. Mm. Yeah, there, there's some... Just, like Friending
1: remember. was definitely very weird. And yeah, they, they were, there was something stuff. weird there. You're right. I don't remember what it was, though, but it was something like that. Um,
0: we, we played a bunch of multiplayer
1: uh, in, in that,
0: and I think Crofton had this, the Game Pass version and we couldn't we couldn't add him to our friends list to save our life. It was really awkward getting it all going.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so
0: it might be that you're playing the same world, but the friend list might be a problem.
1: John, you like those Fire Emblem games? You got one. I of the, One of those coming, Fire Emblem Warriors: Three
2: Hopes. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. This
2: is this looks like a Dynasty Warriors game. This doesn't look like a Fire Emblem game. I like Fire Emblem. I don't like Dynasty Warriors.
0: uh, It's not a mainland. This is not a mainline um, franchise game.
2: Wait, so
1: it's not even turn-based? No, this is Dynasty Warriors. Boo.
2: Yeah. Boo. Boo. uh, Yes, boo this game. Yeah,
1: forget that. I mean,
2: It's fine. It's for some people. Dynasty Warriors 2 was the first game I bought for my PlayStation 2 and I sunk many an hour into it and it's Still the same game today that it was back then, but it's it's fine.
1: Now that you say this, I hadn't actually seen the video. and Now I'm seeing it. It's straight up Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, I'm anno- I'm annoyed. All right, now I'm I did
2: play the Dragon Quest version of Dynasty Warriors though, so I'm a bit of a hypocrite.
1: Yeah, but like, you, but because, but no, you're a true fanboy. You love that. You love that. So why wouldn't you yeah. play that? Of course you yeah,
2: would. That's true. Uh, all right, now know. we'll get into something I'll be a little more excited about. I right. still probably am not going to buy it.
1: I am straight up oh, dude, this is a day one purchase for me. I'm going to get Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp the minute it's available to me. Because I love Advance Wars, like I have a serious serious love for the Advance Wars series. And oh wait, this is the wrong video again. Yeah. Why is it playing twice? Sorry. Fire Emblem. Bars. Sorry everybody. Fire Emblem can eat a turd.
2: But why don't you like Fire Emblem then? Oh because I like Fire it. Fire Emblem I like and it. Advance Wars are the same game.
1: I like it. I don't like the anime tropes and I don't like how self serious it is. Um oh, okay. I like I like the goofball nature of uh, Advance Wars a lot. And see,
2: that's I, I do too. Let me be clear up front. I like Advance Wars. I, I thought this series was great but it always seemed a little weird to me how funny tongue in cheek these people were. They're like, (laughs) <laughs> oh we're just out here having fun all right send our tanks and go blow up their entire <laughs> army and their units and you're like we're killing everybody like we're yeah, we're developing the kids- nukes and blowing stuff up and yeah. we're just all having a great time it." it's the it. way
0: kids play you know it's like it takes that approach the kid filter because like when i was a kid my friend steve ba- bailey uh, shout out to steve he likes video games still we'd play guns so oh, we yeah. just have toy guns, and the name of the game was guns, and we just we we killed like five hundred people in an afternoon. Like we just ran away, <gasps> and it's like that kid imagination. We're like the bomb's gonna blow up, and then we try to to run away and do the slow motion dive. And to me, what I see here is like it's the kid take on war, not the actual depra- depravity of war.
2: Okay, yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> like, it that's is- the aesthetic. Is like, what if a kid? made a
1: strategy war game it'd be like
0: sweet send those tanks in billy <laughs> you know like it's, it's-
1: <laughs> yeah it's like more like playing gi joe or whatever but i i yeah, found those so, games yeah. just delightful from start to finish i love the turn-based play of them obviously i'm a big fan of that i think this graphical treatment here looks amazing to me and looks like kind of what we all envisioned it to i never be. played oh so but good,
0: I, i'm like i look at this and i'm like it
1: looks interesting like you know looks like fun. It is fun. I'm telling you, if you never played Advance Wars, you're missing out. I mean, there was a... Maybe was
0: a, I'll wishlist it on a sale. And I, might, I might pick it
1: up. It was my favorite SP game to play because it just felt perfect in that format. Um, like, do you, don't,
0: do you think this will be, a, well, an $80 Canadian Nintendo thing?
1: Oh, that's like
0: a good question. Games? I don't know. Because, like, this is not... I'm not buying it for $80. I mean, if they don't... <sighs> But it's, an, it's, a, it's a Nintendo, it'll be a Nintendo game, right? Yeah, but it shouldn't be
1: full price, although they do still charge. <laughs> it will be full price. Do no. they,
0: do, like, as far as I can tell, the Nintendo get games are full box price games, and so. Mostly, yeah. I'm thinking one and two? Oh, it's $80 easy, right?
1: Maybe it's not them, though, because right? I don't remember this being Nintendo's product. I
0: mean, Nintendo, I guess Metroid Dread was technically not Nintendo. It was Mercury Steam, right? But it. it on the store, it's Nintendo. Yeah, like but it, Nintendo owns. Me, yeah. Nintendo.
1: and Nintendo yeah. owns the you know the IP, so it's it's as good as theirs. This it's probably going to be a Nintendo. You're thing. probably right. I'd like to. I wish I could argue it. I can't. You're probably right, and it pisses me off because I, I mean, if
0: wanna... there was a trial, like if there was a trial, and I played it, and I was like, holy shit, then, yeah, right. oh, I would definitely give this a trial. I like strategy games. Yeah, and if you played it, went,
1: wars. yeah, if you played it, and went ooh, XCOM level addiction here, then sure, maybe it's worth it to you, but.
0: So, I think this looks really cool. And because I never played it, it would be a fresh experience for me. So, yep. um, I'm looking, I'm looking. Fresh so good. I had
2: such a crazy crush on the lady in this game. This is like <laughs> one of my first cartoon what? character crushes. Yeah, I don't know why. Just the to- one the with the green with the green headband and the green pants <laughs> and i actually just to be just to be safe i What's went through name? and did the math to find out how old i was at the time to see how weird this like weird crush yeah. is. i don't know this is like i you remember thinking that you remember really liking the, the
0: you can have crushes as as on people girl. as
1: a kid well sure cartoon it's, people it's, when you're sure. an
0: adult you know the, the other way is not good but that way is fine if you're
2: well a kid, that's what i was checking but I was making sure i was young enough for it to be okay. yeah
1: were you so how <laughs> How old were you when you had a crush on Green Pants? Oh, Lee? because that character's a kid in the game. Kind of. No,
2: no. kind of. Well, maybe. I don't
1: know. She looks twelve. Look at her standing right, well,
2: there. Well, I was seventeen, so it, was, it wasn't it wasn't okay for either. <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that sounds okay to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Uh, yeah. well, whatever whatever was happening in my no mind one, was no illegal a across with the that. board. So no, it's fine. I'm glad you checked that. Uh, you're right. I'm so no glad you've decided to frame this with this right next to my head. thing Yeah, no problem. <laughs>
1: no problem. John's first waifu. Yeah, yeah. she's the one. Um, nah, she's she's fine. Whatever. She's. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting the work done she's getting it done that's all that matters yeah. hey you oh, could have been, oh, been, been worse oh bo it could have been oh, or oh. john could have been worse you could have told me this was the guy that you have a crush on there he is right there see him which a, guy a oh guy my scared. gosh who's this i don't know someone is in, one
2: of the generals
1: yeah he's someone in advance wars i don't know who oh, oh dude that's a handsome hunk of meat <laughs> i forget <laughs> guys my memory I is that two not
2: afford a new shirt the, I mean I, the,
0: Jesus, the, it's, the, it's like looking in a mirror without the, the long hair basically <laughs>
1: the value here is that it's both the first and second games in one package and so I could see them charging a premium for it you know like a normal full price game for two games that's that's not that bad um, anyway. well it's
0: Nintendo you just, you just accept it you know it's like Blizzard right
1: yeah, You do what you People do. People
0: often complain their games are very expensive for being old, and I'd be like, Hey, you want quality? You pay. You pay you pay, you pay for pay, quality.
1: You pay through the nose, is what you do. Uh, this Kirby game, let's talk about it for a second. This is the one I'm most excited about. Um, by the way, that's called mouthful mode when he's in the when at the car. <laughs> what? Um, so if you haven't seen that this trailer, like dinner time for me. Do,
2: <laughs>
1: do do yourselves a favor at home. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, go watch it. It's amazing. Kirby eats a car and then becomes the car, and now there's Kirby memes and it's amazing. People are putting Kirby in everything. I love it so much.
0: Oh, there was that. Are we moving on? Because there's a few other things. Oh no, there's a ton to in
1: it. here. He, uh, okay. I laughed out okay. loud when Kirby becomes a, a a drink machine and starts shooting cans of juices. Yeah, people. the vending
0: machine looked awesome. Yeah, that was the, my favorite. It and the looks light like, bulb was good.
1: Looks like there's a bunch of like environmental puzzles that you'll solve by becoming a chairlift or a you know whatever some kind of other kind of hardware um for whatever period of time you need to and the great thing about the old kirby games and i'm sure it'll be true here is that even though you turn into stuff if you get knocked out of the thing you were turned into for some period of time it's okay because kirby on his own with his built-in abilities is still pretty great it's just that these things may give you you know a brief advantage because you're in a certain area that you know the drink machine's gonna kill a bunch of dudes for you or whatever. Like, there's there's advantages to being the things that he becomes, but for the most part, even just strain you know, regular old Kirby can do some shit. And uh, I don't know. I think this looks just delightful, and like, I can't wait. He's to play
0: aged it. really well as computer graphics have gotten better. Like, oh, really? His well. Sucking
1: ability looks badass,
0: and you know, before it was just JPEGs, but like, I find you know, like Mario. Arguably looks a
1: little worse with
0: each of <laughs> graphical advancement. <laughs> you know, you're always like, okay, but Kirby looks awesome. Yeah, this looks awesome.
1: he really That's does. Amazing. I'm very excited. And the cuteness, do not let it fool you. If you're an adult man like me or lady, uh, this is meant for you. You think it isn't, but it is. Kirby's meant for everyone. Kirby is in your heart. Kirby's in your soul. Kirby is life. All right, moving on.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kirby greater than Grogu.
1: That's right. Kirby. Yes. In fact, carry, Gro- carry Kirby around the universe and save him. That's what I want. All right, look at this. Portal and Portal 2 ported to the Switch. The Mario Yeah, the Mario Lorien. Yeah, <laughs> <I> knew-
0: <laughs> That's the name the Kirby and Mario yeah. game is the Mario Lorien. Yeah. Where he's, he's a bounty the hunter. Way. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect.
1: Um, I think Kirby's the Grogu character. How do you guys feel about the portals making their way to Switch? Like, do we care now at this point? It seems like a long time uh, ago.
0: It, the, the biggest news about this is it reminded me they exist, and it would be a good <laughs> time to play through the campaigns one and two again. I was like, oh, yeah, these games are amazing. They it's are been amazing. a long time. Yeah. I've probably forgotten all the puzzles, so it would be a fresh experience.
1: I really could go uh, for a Portal 3, you know? What's yeah. the deal?
0: Well, you know, Valve, like they kind of suck like i don't know what the, <laughs> what the deal is with their gaming policy like release some games dumbasses Sorry. they just print respectfully, money respectfully respectfully saying like <laughs> you make great games like just make one once in a while that isn't a you know, freaking counter-strike or dota like mm-hmm. that's a uh, one of these yeah i just I, and I guess they made alex so but you know Not all of us have VRs yet. No.
2: Yeah, some of us aren't on the VR. Do they have Portal? Are
1: there VR ports of Portal? No, but they're games. Uh, Oh, you know
2: what? Maybe. I think they did do it. Maybe
1: they they do support it. Yeah, it seems like Valve would do
0: that, right? Uh, Because, man, I need to buy a VR headset. If Portal exists on VR, then I should be. That's where I want to play it. Let me
1: see. I can tell you real fast. This
0: Portal Stories VR is a brand new mini-story set. Well, I want VR. the. I would play. I would do just the remaster. Of the the original games.
1: Okay. Yeah. It is Portal. Oh, Portal Two in VR is one of the best Vorpex. Okay. So apparently you can play Portal Two in VR. I don't know about. I've Portal done 1. the
0: Vorpex stuff. It's not the best, but you can force VR into games that don't natively have it. Oh uh, uh, right. Vorpex does that.
1: That's what that is. Okay.
0: But you have to run it off your PC. It's is there a Portal VR
1: mod? Mod? Maybe there's some mods that make it better. Oh. Uh. Half-Life Alex. We, Mod we know brings-
0: about it. It'd be a big deal. Like it, we, this, that wouldn't have got by us. If-
1: What's portal stories. I haven't heard of this. That's a thing. Uh, Oh, it's an official portal thing. This seems all right. Okay. This, this came out around the time the Vive did. I I don't know if it's any good. The nice thing about the quest too, is you can use it as a, as a PC based headset. You just plug in a USB-C cable and you're in. So it works real good that way. Hmm. All right, 299 bucks and you're in. Um and I also have a thing to tell you later that you might convince you cuz I was blown away by something this week gaming wise. Oh, cool, convince
2: cool. me to invest in VR?
1: Yeah, it's cool.
2: Not not bloody likely.
1: I know, but
0: <laughs> I want a VR headset. I'm just I'm saving for a computer, but I could totally just buy one at any time and it's hard to resist. Yeah,
1: and but it's real. I need earbuds. a new
0: computer, but Three hundred bucks is. But nothing. I really want to get one.
1: Yeah, you can get them. Well, not, five
0: hundred for me, and I probably need the cable and whatever.
1: I shouldn't so. say it's nothing. Of course, it's not nothing, but you know.
0: It's still. I'll grab it soon. I'm really looking forward to it. I want to. Uh, I, w- I want to get. I want to get into VR.
1: Yeah, it's neat.
0: I need to join the metaverse. I don't want to be left out. Yeah, of get cold. in here. Get
1: in the metaverse. Show Gosh, only half me... your body, and uh, let's go. We got this. Oh, today I get. You guys want to hear something funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, well, I have to save everyone, for when I talk about Zenith. Or we could talk about it now. I don't know. All right, I'll tell you about it now. Zenith is this VR MMO. It's on PC, it's on headsets. Separate. Or you can just play the one on the PC. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is it's a VR. It's a VR-based MMO, and I mean truly one. You got a big character sheet, and this helmet's better than the one I have on. Swap them, and it shows in the world my new helmet. And, and here are these better shoulder pads. And check out my awesome new gloves and my new gun or whatever. Um, it's kind of this weird fantasy sci-fi crossover in terms of setting and you get quests and you go do them and you shoot shit and use spells and do all the things you do and you have inventory and when i pick up loot i grab it and put it behind my shoulder as if i have a bag there and it takes it now it's in my bag um it's it is it is an mmo this thing and you can see your legs so there's no like cutting people off at the waist it's just like full avatars out there running around with their armor on and uh It's very cool. I spent a ton of time in there. Got to level eight or nine so far. And you can climb walls and you do it by just, like, gripping walls with the controllers and and getting up in high trees and stuff where there's, like, loot up there. You fight. There are, uh, uh, what do you call it, Um, events. So, like, suddenly there's an event popping off down in some field. So you go down there and a bunch of players kill a a bunch of waves of bad guys and then a boss and then get a bunch of loot for it. You can fly in the game. Um it's surprising how in-depth it is for a, you know, unheard-of studio making an MMO in VR. I was really impressed with it. Anyway, all of that aside, this isn't even the one I'm going to convince you on, John, so this isn't the one I'm trying okay, to sell good. you on. It's neat, but it's not going to be the thing that pulls John into <laughs> VR Um, because you could just play an MMO <laughs> somewhere else. I was going to say, yeah. that's
2: the biggest hurdle for VR right now is right now most good VR experiences are like... We have base level features of basic video games coming out today.
1: Right. But here's the difference. And I know this is hard to explain, but being in the world and having that presence is, it does make a difference for, I'll give you an example. i made this argument in in an interview this week and I'll tell you guys what I said. It's basically like this. There's a game called space Raiders. I think I have this game. You have two guns, two cool sci-fi pistols, and a bunch of different kind of weapons that can adhere to those pistols and turn them into different things like homing missiles and rapid fire and stuff like that. And in the game, these space creatures fly up and come at you and shoot at you from angles and you have to try to dodge them and then shoot them out of the sky and it's wave-based and try to beat your score. What I'm describing to you is space invaders. And on a 2D screen, boring. Don't feel like doing it. In VR, it's suddenly a more compelling experience because you are in there doing it. And I think that's true of a lot of VR experiences like, um, that job simulator game is mundane tasks, but because you're in there physically moving stuff around, it suddenly becomes very compelling. I bought a a cooking game this week, which we'll talk about later, uh, that is very hands-on on on stuff and just makes that experience more than it would be if I was just flicking a
2: mouse and hitting a couple of keys. You've, you've, You've tried VR before, right, John? The first, most recent, and last time I played anything in VR, anything at all, was Dactyl Nightmare in the, like, 90s in the mall.
0: In the 90s. 90s. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, that doesn't count. So, okay. I haven't, so-, so, I
2: haven't, basically, I haven't experienced the new wave of VR, which, yes, does color my vast opinion of VR is dumb. Yeah, um, so, I think that, I think that has got things, because I struggle
0: with how to describe this as well. No video does it justice. You you can't, you will not watch any video of any VR and get a sense of what makes it special. The way Scott's trying to describe it. Yeah. It messes with your brain. It's, It's almost think about it. Like, um, because things have depth very believably, it messes with your brain in like a pleasant way. But like, you can't watch a screen and understand like the feeling you get in that world. Like okay. you know, like sometimes like I I just feel like like and we're such a streaming culture too, where we see other people play it, like you can't play VR and translate the experience of the person playing to watching. Like yeah. you know, so it's it's just like it's one of those things that you do have to like I mean not buy one and try it, but
1: experience before
0: really judging you've got to like really play a few experiences and get that feeling of like holy crap it feels like there's something physical in front of me but there's nothing and my brain is tricked yeah, I think that's is fair. Is Cause I, I, I will yeah. say
2: this like, yeah, I'm kinda I'm not joking, it is true, but like I'm kind of memeing a little bit with the last thing I played was Dactyl Nightmare. That is true. That's what I, I still remember playing it because it was back then in the nineties a transformative experience for me, as you know, rudimentary as that was back in the day, mm-hmm. like as ugly as it was, I still remember that to this day. So I, I firmly believe that if I got in to vr like i'd probably be in i am willing to admit that most of my being a curmudgeon about vr is is two things one uh is i'm not invited to the party so i'm gonna be a stick (laughs) in the mud uh, because i can't i can't afford to be like there's a Uh buy-in you know and uh i so i don't get to do it so i'm gonna be mad about it like i 100 i own it i'd that's how it is uh the other is like the whole metaverse thing which i think is separate i think there's there's a, a problem which is we're starting to conflate metaverse to b- mean the same thing as vr like not us necessarily but yeah, like in general it feels like when people talk about metaverse people are all of a sudden like i don't like vr and it's like well these are two uh different things mm-hmm. um my wife just pointed out that that i'm totally lying i did do vr recently um (laughs) metaverse Metaverse is (laughs) a tv
0: show vr is the tv
2: but right but metaverse is something different and i am i think legitimately down on metaverse that's not a i wasn't invited to the party that is like here's my controversial take send your emails to scott (laughs) nfts are to the metaverse what Republicans are to Democrats. Like <laughs> they are basically one. They're both doing the same evil things. It's yeah. just one's better at pretending they're good while they're doing let, it. Let me counter
1: other. let me counter that with one tiny thing. As as I said today in an interview in VR, we're still doing shoots, B-roll shoots for some of this thing I'm working <laughs> on. As I said to them and I really mean this, in 1994 people would say to you, Have you heard about the information superhighway and you could get away with it in 1994, because that's the dumb word people were using for the internet today. Right. If someone came up to you and said, uh, Hey John, you should see the new bike I got. Oh, cool. Where'd you get it? The information superhighway. You'd kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Cause that sucks. But- Everything about what they just said sucks. And it also does a terrible job of explaining what the internet was or even became. I'm telling you right now, metaverse is that is that phrase today, and there will be a day we look back on it with shame and disdain. It's a stupid name and a but stupid Scott. word, but companies are using it to try to get people psyched about a thing just like they did back in those days with that dumb word, and it will go away. It's really got nothing to do with any of this.
2: Can no. I offer a counterpoint to your counterpoint? Yeah, go ahead. I feel like what you just said is exactly what people say to me when I'm like, I think NFTs are dumb. They go, people said the internet was dumb. People said the internet was a stupid way to just make a bunch of money back in the day. No, no, no. See, that's different.
1: (laughs) That's conflating it, though. See, I I agree with you, actually, on that. 100%, but I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, ignore that word, because nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. I'm saying there are cool things happening in VR just on their own. Forget about connecting them all to everybody and interoperability of whatever the metaverse is supposed to be forget about whatever that future is there may be there may be real reality to that i don't know the point is like right now there are rad things you can do in in there at a relatively low price point compared to what that stuff it, it, to me it's a miracle those headsets are three hundred dollars like i just don't even how they're losing money they have to be because yeah. it's just stupid cheap for a thing that does what it is doing Um, but we had this whole long, this is the whole reason I'm doing this little side documentary thing with this, with CBS news. It's the whole thing is seen as very hard to sell people on who either aren't already sold or don't have that curiosity because videos never do it justice. It's impossible to show it off in a way that makes sense to people streaming. It makes people sick because it's just a weird way to look at someone's point of view. And that also doesn't do it justice. It's just, A weird thing that you have to be in to kind of get. And that's compelling enough to drive all this interest right now that you're seeing. But at the end of the day, I'm with you and other gamers 100%. First of all, gaming will drive it. Second of all, when it truly starts driving it and core gamers get on board, it will be because the experiences in there are so compelling for their gaming heads and provide the challenge, the progression, the mechanics, uh, all of those stuff and the and the jank free experience that it currently is a little janky, but we'll get to a place where it's less janky and it's lighter on your head and it costs even less to get one. Like when we get there, gamers gamers will be on board because there's amazing opportunities in there. All I kept thinking today, Bo, was of you and your DMness. Here's what I was thinking: I was like, you're, somebody, somebody is gonna make a DD D. VR playground sandbox that basically lets them have a million assets at their at their whim and Bo over there with one controller holding up a virtual menu going uh, hallway um, sconce uh, here's an altar and a little bit of blood on the floor and just you're gonna build amazing immersive. Uh- 3d I would worlds. think i
0: wouldn't have the vr headset i'd be on the screen dropping things in and seeing where you guys are like an rts like,
1: either way but you can do see that's the thing is i've played you, some,
0: you're playing first person and i'm the super user drop like
1: yeah i mean it's cool that's you can cool still idea. do that in vr though like pull way out like i that, when i tell you guys about demio it, it will make more sense but yeah but i saw you, the video for demio you're playing demio yeah cool. you doing stuff and moving things around and changing things in real time and having that happen and then still having the ability to say this D D adventure is still about this mag- magnificent story and imagination of Bo, And there's no limit. There's, there's still no walls or ceiling to it, but the, but basically roll 20 is now a fully immersive experience. And if I need to throw a rope to hope I can physically do that. And if John needs to uh, pull up his, his megaphone and yell into it, it actually has an effect in the world. Things shake and it gets loud and whatever, like, like, there's, I'm just saying the potential there is oh. off the charts. Right now we have some stuff that's just getting closer to that. We're in the almost smartphone age of VR. That is to say we're, we're getting there where, where the technology is meeting imagination and development. And I think give it another five to 10 years and we're kind of there.
2: I also have to backtrack a little bit because I lied. I have done VR. I did it about two to three years ago, something. Um, My wife and I, one of our first dates we ever went on was one of those VR places where they put the backpack on you. And you actually run around in a room. So you're not just standing idle. You're actually moving and running. And uh, that was cool. Like, Because there is a moment where you have to walk across like this really narrow, like, ledge, Mm -hmm. and you get attacked while you're on the middle of it, and we had some people that were too afraid of heights to cross it, and I had something pop up behind me while I was standing on it, and I nearly fell over in real life because I was trying to balance on this little beam, Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous when you think about it, because you're just standing in a room. Um, It was a pretty neat experience, I will say. The, The only thing that I think kind of ruined it a little bit was in the back of my mind the entire time, I was keenly aware that I was like one accidental overexcitement from running into a wall or somebody I knew and just like slamming into them super hard. So there's this, always this like worried little safety inspector in the back of my mind going, you're going to run into a wall. <laughs> no, it, and it's uh, real. That, that pulled it back a little bit. But um, it, you know, it's cool. You definitely get taken into it. You know, You're not gonna freak out thinking you're about to fall off the ledge of something if your brain isn't buying into it My, so yeah. i think there's an element to that i think for me the mm-hmm. biggest hurdle is getting one because i don't know when i'm ever gonna have as reasonably priced as 300 dollars for a headset might be 300 dollars to spend on vr
1: yeah it might get to the, it might be when you uh when it's also much further along and then that purchase is not only easier, but just as a sense more of a sensible one, cause it is still early adopter time. That's just where we're at. And I won't deny that, but I will say that <laughs> my wife probably saved me from a broken neck the other day. Um, I was doing not beat saber pistol whip this game, pistol whip, and I was upstairs <laughs> Yeah. and pistol whips awesome. It's like a rhythm based shooter and it's pistols and you're shooting dudes who are trying to get you and you're dodging. It's fun. It's kind of a workout, too, but it's very good, very stylized. And I don't know. I like it anyway. I had drawn my. Uh, oh, no, I, I decided not to draw my space, you know, ma- making my my big my wall, my borders. Instead, I just yeah. made a standstill and do it as if you were sitting kind of mode. You can do that. And it's all inside out tracking. So you don't need trackers or anything in the house. It's just the headset. But when you do that and you play something as rigorous as pistol whip, you do move more than you thought you did. And you start kind of scooching out of frame. Now it does warn you when you're out to the ring or whatever, but in the midst of all that fighting, I'm not paying attention to the warnings. And my, I suddenly feel this grab on my arm. Like she goes, honey. And she's like yanking me. I'm like, what, what's the matter? And I pull the headset off. I am like one inch from falling down a stairwell in the living room. Oh
2: my God.
1: Yeah. Wow. So that was bad. I learned a lesson S- that day.
2: Scott, I feel like today should be the day you're on here going, let me tell you about the dangers.
0: We should probably just play this stuff in the backyard. Right.
1: Well, if you have the, okay. If you create your space, like what do they call it? Um, your room, room, space, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, you you literally draw a line on the ground and a, with and you can see through the cameras of this thing where you're at. It's in black and white. Yeah. You can so see the accidents room. happen, right? Like, that, well, it, yeah. But my point like, is, like, I know
0: that stuff is there. But I'm like, I think I'm gonna buy stock in drywall companies, <laughs> right? Like, I think that's the,
1: I yes, think that's the play here. They call it a guardian. Like, that's what they do now in the game in the world. If I reach the wall, I get a big Tron wall, like a like a. More, more like the holodeck. It's like a grid that pops up and it tells me, oh, you're too close to your wall. What are you doing? Get out of here. If I'd have done that, I would have seen that. That would have been obvious because it's right there. It's the whole screen becomes this grid. But because I was doing stationary and the headset is assuming I'm trying to stay in the circle, that's where I got in trouble. So that was a me thing. I screwed up. I well, did the wrong sure, kind of
2: thing. Sure, but I just want to point out your obituary almost read <laughs> fell down some stairs doing VR
1: doing Pistol Whip. Yeah, this
2: this CBS story is going to read really different when they talk about the guy <laughs> they were interviewing died falling down his own set of stairs playing VR games yeah, yeah. while in the middle of the interview. Yeah, that
1: would have been bad. Be careful, I bro. I don't want to die or or you know, paralyze myself playing something like Pistol Whip. But since I didn't die, it's a good game. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, yeah i just that's what i say maybe outsides of the play like a good big open
0: football field or something yeah
1: and you totally but, can with these because the the positional tracking is pretty rad you don't have to worry about any other hardware and i that's the future for sure but
2: you just anyway. gotta endure
1: maybe some people laughing at you while you're playing you hear the laughter roaring by
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but
0: hey man we're ahead of the time.
1: We are a little ahead of the time. We are. Uh, so anyway, I so have
0: to, uh, they should put portal on VR though. I've been thinking about it a lot during this conversation <laughs> yeah. and falling down an endless hole in VR is that's what I, that's the thing I most want to
1: do in life. All right. I mean, it's Scott just- almost achieved it. I almost did. Well, there was an end to my fall, but yes, uh, I almost yeah. did. I probably would have been all right. I would have gone well, and caught myself or something. I don't know, but it could have been bad. Uh, all right. Hey, one more thing from this thing that I just thought was interesting I'm going to skip over the Mario Kart levels because that's fine. Whatever new tracks, that's great. Uh, Metroid Dread getting a free update that takes it, uh, gives it difficulty modes. So it's going to have an easy up through and then stuff that's way harder than what you guys played, whatever that is.
2: Yeah, they um, have one hit kill from anything, including just the little like microbe things that are in the water where you have to fight 700 oh, of them at one time. Yeah, one there touch, it is. You're done.
1: Rookie mode oh, well, and then, uh, uh, let's see who found the game the notoriously difficult game too too tough to tame for Masochist, there is the one hit kill dread mode so
0: so i was really excited about this news because i'm not going to play the one hit dread mode but i love watching super metroid speed runs and yeah this is going to this is awesome way to get content created for your game by the content creator market that yeah. is fun and watchable i love watching the doom and doom eternal 100% uh, you know, ultra nightmare runs and Metroid dread run. I, like I'm glad they did this.
1: Yeah. yeah, I am too, because I want to play it on easy. Cause I don't have time to die a lot. I need a game where I can progress. I'm oh, going to play this, about that, but I'm glad you are. I'm totally, I, I realize that not people, people aren't going to want to, you know, whatever. It's What's all there game? for what whoever we want to play for? it, but I want to <laughs> play it. I need, I love Metroid, but don't punish me. Let me play it and enjoy it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't want I'm happy die. for you. But
0: yeah. I, was, I was talking about the hard mode. Yeah. Not because I'm not going to play it. I'll never do it. But some awesome person is going to do it. It's going to be fun to watch. It's yeah, fun not to only gonna are play. they going to do, like do it, watching. they're
2: going to do it fast.
1: Yeah. And not only yeah. are they going to do it fast, it's going to be hilarious because Nintendo notoriously doesn't like people streaming their, their games. And yet they made a mode that is infinitely streamable. And I this think that's This is for hilarious. streaming.
0: Like, I, if you're disallowing streaming of this game... Like they don't. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. This yeah, is yeah. this is not for everyone. This is for the cadre of people that are going to know life this game until they can perfect it without getting hit. Like yeah, it's hard not to get hit in this game. <laughs> like it's pretty stupid to put this mode in. It's for, for it's for um, the public
1: showcase. People sure. that just want to play the effing thing are excited because why play would rookie. you do this
0: mode and not have an audience for it? It's like a magician doing card tricks for himself and never doing it for other people.
1: Yeah.
2: Right, like, he
0: just loves card Trick so much, he's just gonna do it in the mirror and never show another person. Like, mm-hmm. why am I running this if not for the benefit of a community or others? Like, yeah, this is true, that's what this is for. So, uh,
1: other news this week, uh, Microsoft says they plan to keep Call of Duty and other ABK titles cross platform beyond current agreements. We talked about this at length on the instance today. Uh, I would recommend listening to that just to give yourself a deeper look, but it is an interesting, um. Basically, okay, so this Brad Smith guy, just here's the short of it. Brad Smith is is one of the presidents of Microsoft. There are multiples. He's not top dog. He's one of the top dogs. And you don't hear a lot about that guy. But Brad Smith's kind of a big shot. He does blogs once in a while, and he's famous with these blogs being usually pretty customer-friendly blog posts. And they're almost always designed to make regulators happy or to get them softened up for big things that are about to happen. So you could look at it two different ways. Um, on the one hand, people like what he says. and On the other hand, it's usually to make sure that regulators aren't reading down their necks. Uh, this is definitely one of those. It was basically like, hey, this thing's coming up. It's going to be a big deal. We really want to push this through. Literally, the title of the article or of the thing was like, helping push through regulation, something, something. Like, they're not even hiding the fact that they're trying to soften up right. regulators.
2: They're like, yeah, we're saying this so that nobody gets mad at us.
1: Yeah. So there's that. And then... He made a bunch of statements in there, one of which was, we plan on putting this on, or Call of Duty continuing to have it on well past the contracts. We want to continue to put it on PlayStation for as long as PlayStation will have us. And same goes for Nintendo. If they'll let us do more Call of Duty content on Nintendo's platforms, we will. Uh, Like, in a heartbeat, we'll do it. And that made me think that they probably mean the mobile free to play version of call of duty is very very popular and and the m- biggest money maker of the call of duty franchise whether people like it or not um i think they would love to see that on a switch as well given the install base anyway that's basically the the gist of that whole thing is they they you know they want this to sail through both eu and american regulation and and get the deal done and they said a lot of stuff that's very sort of we just want everyone to play everywhere and you know, stuff that basically just telling people that don't think this is us suddenly going, well, we're going to jam call of duty forever on our Xbox machine and we're going to own it. First of all, that would get them in trouble to talk like that. But second of all, it would actually be stupid for Microsoft not to continue PlayStation development. If they, the, the part of the reason this thing is as valuable as it is, is because there's already revenue and it's, happening now like you don't just piss that away you want to keep that going along with everything else you're going to do so so i don't know why people were worried about that in the first place it was never going to change and, and now they've said as much so whether mm-hmm. they stick to that or whether the whether that helps soften the blow when it comes to regulation i don't know but we'll see any thoughts comments additions
0: no i agree i don't know why yeah. they'd stop doing that wouldn't make yeah. sense I mean, is- for a game like elder scrolls but
1: like call of duty yeah it's only the world's Absolutely. biggest shooter franchise in the history right. of the planet.
2: You yeah. make it an exclusive if you think it's going to drive more people to your console than you will make money by putting it on all consoles. That's when you do an exclusive, and that's certainly not Call of Duty. No, of um, I think the more interesting thing is, you know, they're saying we want to look at the rest of the Activision Blizzard catalog. And see what else we can bring to multiple consoles. And, you know, I think immediately that becomes a, a more interesting idea of, well, what are they going to take some games that are maybe PC only and make them console versions of it? And, you know, where are those going to go?
0: What mm. you might see is that the Microsoft XPC version may have access to a mode or two not available on PlayStation. Possible. That's an interesting take. Issues. So, yeah. I guess Call of Duty, uh, you know, uh, Burrito Island. Is, is Call of Duty Burrito, burrito Island. Burrito Island. <laughs> the campaign is available to everyone. I'll play Burrito Island. Deathmatch is available to everyone. But if you want burrito mode, yeah, it's only available on the Microsoft platform. Yeah.
1: they. Uh, so there's some confusion in the chat. They say, well, they did this with Halo. Why won't they do it again? They didn't do it with Halo. They bought Halo when it wasn't even done yet so so bungie was working on a mac game okay (laughs) called halo and because they were doing nothing but mac development at that time and microsoft swooped in for their new console and said we want this to become a platform thing for us so we're we're buying this and we'll give you all the money in the world to make it we're not buying bungie but we're buying halo the ip and they did so it became xbox exclusive was no longer going to come out on the mac but it never did in the first place is my point Right. And that's also going back same. to
2: what I said, that is a case of if we buy this and make it the landmark thing on our platform that we're trying to get interest in, we expect and hope it will make us more money than putting this game out just on Mac.
1: Right. Plus like, that was a exact. That's even a better your your use case is even better back then. But also back then it was a whole different war like this. This was that was a war of let's put new hardware on the market and try to steal back from Sony, Nintendo, Sega and everybody else. And it's not the same as now. The futures and services. It's not in who has the hardware anymore, and they know that, and they're that's why they're doing this. They're shoring up all of the talent in the planet, it seems, but they don't really care. I mean, they, they would if it if it meant oh well if we do it here exclusively, this will sell six billion Xboxes. Well, yeah, they would, but it's not going to. It's already a it's that genie's out of the bottle. Call of Duty exists everywhere already. You don't pull that back in, and they won't. I believe them when they say this.
2: And it's a case of because, you know, I saw the comment earlier of, you know, I'm not saying I doubt them, but it's, you know, you don't necessarily have to take them at their word or I don't take them at their word. Sure, they can do whatever they want. Is it going to look bad if they tell all the regulatory committees? Yeah, we're going to keep it going past our agreements. We're going to do it. And then they don't do it. Yeah, it probably wouldn't go super great for them. So I would expect them to stand by it but we have more them stating their intent, whether you want to believe them or not is more information than we had when they didn't state their intent. Right. Yeah, a lot so more. take whatever you hear with whatever grain of salt you want. But at the end of the day, before we knew that they were going to honor agreements because contractually they're obligated to, and they said they were going to now they're coming out and they're saying, we're going to extend it beyond that. So that's what we're reporting. They're going to extend it beyond that. If that's a bridge too far for you, uh, okay, you don't have to believe it. That's the new information we have. Yeah. And also common sense, which is Call of Duty is going to continue to come out everywhere. Yeah,
1: why, why wouldn't it? Of course it will. Same thing with Minecraft, by the way. I don't know if anyone noticed, but they didn't make that exclusive. If anything, yeah. they made it more available on more platforms and never really messed with the core formula. Like they... It they- wasn't
2: even on Game Pass for a long time. It only recently came to Game Pass and they've owned it forever. Not even, yeah. but a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's probably a better comparison. The Halo thing, I just don't think it tracks given the time we're in now. Um, all right, let's uh, move on to uh, the next thing. Oh, Lost Ark launch. We're going to talk about Lost Ark later in the games we played, but for now, it's important to note that it was but kind it of is a, it is official Lost Ark at International Lost Ark Day. So um, it is literally we're doing the show and withholding our ability, the three of us, to actually play Lost Ark. Look at the sacrifices right. we're making. It's, it. it's a big
0: day it's, 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 i've waited for this i've talked about lost ark on the show years ago i've been waiting many years for
1: lost Ark. yeah so. if yesterday i hadn't had uh where is it diarrhea if i hadn't had that yesterday <laughs> we would be playing now you because we would have had the show <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway this is out and steam uh, crashed a little bit earlier today because of some problems there what was the deal there, John? They released something too no, earlier. Or- Steam
2: Steam crashed for the uh, or Steam had hiccups for the early release. Uh, yeah. Today it seems like they themselves are having technical issues oh. for the free to play release. The game uh, only just became playable. I don't know if it still is, but servers went up right around up. the time we started the show.
0: Yeah, I, I logged in five minutes before the show and went. Damn it! I have to do a
2: podcast now. Oh,
0: it was uh, it
2: was supposed to be up at. I think nine Pacific mm. today, and it's been it's been down. Yeah, all it's been
0: day. it's been delayed. Like the, like the game's been launched like launched for people who bought in, and so it's the servers were just supposed to go down for maintenance to you know because to prepare for launch, but then uh, it turned into like ten hours, like or ten hours overdue. And you know it's MMO launch day. There's a lot of hype behind this game, so it became a big deal. I basically.
1: hope none of you are boycotting Amazon because as just as a brief reminder, this is being published and produced in the States by Amazon. Basically that just means they you know, brought it over, did a localization it- and all of that, but they also run the servers for this. So yeah. if you're having server trouble, it's AWS again and, I don't know what to tell you.
0: I think it's I think it's programming and stuff on their part. I, I really don't. I mean, we don't know what the real story is, obviously, but it seems like you know sometimes servers go down and they're supposed to go back up. And there was a bug at one point in the day where people logged in and their characters weren't there. So I think I think the software itself was not working properly. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. was some. They were ready to have a big launch, glorious launch day, and then their program didn't work. Yeah, that's that's what I'm get. That's what sort of everyone's been piecing together about today so it's a little bit Which of a happens. bummer yeah it, it does happen
1: in mmo worlds a lot of hype for this thing we'll talk about more of you and john's impressions since i haven't had i didn't do the early thing so i have no idea how this plays but we'll talk about it a little later um let's do this one final fantasy six pixel remaster out on the 23rd john you uh getting excited about
2: that right? i am i've had i were mentioning it because i get tweets I get yeah. a lot of tweets when they announce a release date. A lot of people tweet me. So uh yeah, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster out on February twenty third. Uh it is a, a big it's a big one. A lot of people like Final Fantasy VI, I think including Bo. I think it's it's one of his favorites.
0: Uh it's like it's tied neck and neck between Final Fantasy VII for best Final Fantasy. Mm. For yeah. me, Final okay. Fantasy Seven is the best Final Fantasy or six, like it's one of those two so the, i'm
1: I, t- uh, sorry remind me snes game was six right yeah
0: uh yeah, yeah it was three it was three u.s and it was the super ni- flagship super nintendo final fantasy i think the only one that was on super nes mm-hmm. and it is a monster of a game like in its original form i played it was a long it's a long ass campaign it's, but i'm not sure what five was like john but i'm pretty sure this also marked the era of long ass campaigns like mm. 7 also being very long, uh, 6 is quite lengthy. Mm. Yeah.
1: 94 yeah, came out and that would that would track cuz 97 was 3 years later for for that.
0: Soundtrack also stellar in this one too.
1: Really? Did you just chef's kiss the soundtrack? That's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of turned me on, I gotta admit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but stop. Uh, yeah, jealous.
1: <laughs> stop while you can. Hey, that's the other thing that hit the Switch. Sorry, what, I forgot the two coolest bits of news from the Switch thing is they, uh, day and date from the announcement anyway, released two new playable NES and SNES games on the Switch that are part oh, of yeah, the Earthbound. monthly thing. That's Earthbound, Steve. yeah. Didn't we, hasn't that never been in the States officially, other than, you know, people hacking ROMs or whatever? I think that might be right. Yeah. Everyone's been begging for that, and here it is, and now. Now you got no excuse. You can play Earthbound, which I installed or it's on there and I haven't gone to start it yet, but I actually really want to because that's all I've heard about for, I feel like 30 years. Everyone going, oh, you got to play Earthbound. It's so yeah. good. And whatever the the NES, what was the NES game before it? Um, Star Tropics. No. <laughs> Star Tropics. I like Star Tropics. I bet you do, but it's completely unrelated to Star Tropics. What's it called? Oh, uh, you said Earth, Earthbound, Star Tropics. called Mother. 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 But it's a prequel, right? That's, I mean, that's the actual. Isn't Earthbound a sequel to Mother? I think Mother is what
0: it's called in Japan. I think it's like a translation. Like, okay. and so the only one that made it over from Japan was Earthbound, but Earthbound was like Mother 3 or something like that.
1: Okay. It's
0: like they pulled a Final Fantasy here, as my understanding. Oh,
1: interesting! No, that would I mean, that that tracks. Um, right. Yeah. So the first few mothers didn't
0: make it over, and when they brought it to us, they're like, "We can't release a video game called Mother. Who's going to buy it? Like this is the '90s, right? Like, yeah, pe- pe- the video games it needs to be air shit, airplanes, and guns and explosions and like fighting guys. Yeah. Like, can't release a game
1: called Mother in the United <laughs> States. We were much less, uh, inter- uh, much less international with everything. I, I the other day I was just thinking about how stupid. It is that there's a Genesis and a Mega Drive. Why, why couldn't they decide on a unified name? Or why Famicom and, and Nintendo Entertainment? Like, I hate that. Yeah. Today's, you'd never do that now.
2: Well, it, completely different styles, too. Like, you look at the, the Super Famicom compared to the SNES that we got. They look completely different. Yeah. And it's a shame. Yeah. Super Famicom looks really cool.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't know. I can't, I'm a sucker for the SNES, but it's just because that's what we had, I guess. No. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm nostalgic for it, but yeah. then they, they got those multicolored buttons, Scott. Yeah.
1: They look really cool. Those are cool. I almost bought a controller the other day that had those on it, but didn't. Still kind of regret not doing it. Anyway. Uh, So there's that. All right. Moving on to, hey, guess what? We like doing these reviews from Steam and other uh, marketplaces for games. Today it's Steam, uh, we have a review for Dying Light 2 Stay Human, a game I'm playing on and off while I uh, have been super busy, but that game's pretty great. Uh, Undead Parkour, basically, is what that game is, and I like it quite a bit. Well, guess what? We have a Dear Martha Steam review. John, anything special here? Just normal Martha? Yeah, just normal. All right. Well, here it goes then. Enjoy.
2: My dearest Martha, today I present to you my review of Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Martha, immediately quit and uninstalled when I saw that zombies have health bars and level numbers. (laughs) Why are new video games like this? (laughs) Yours in this life and the next, Raspberry. That's great. Oh, no, Raspberry. I agree.
0: It's like I wrote it.
1: Yeah, but you love numbers that pop up and health bars. You like that. Yeah, but I, when every
0: game does it, I get irritated. When every game does what every other game does, I get irritated. Yeah, right. that's like, be a your fair own game. Be fair your own point. man. Be, game. Your yeah. woman. Game. game. You know game.
1: what? I normally don't respect these reviewers, but I think I like Raspberry and the cut of his jib. I think oh. he's he's oh. great. Well done, John. Uh, as always, that was really great. Okay, why don't we good. talk about the games we played I'll be very quick because no one's excited about this but me. But anyway,
0: okay. <laughs> come on now, don't, don't assume. I know. Do you know, and I think you know, I
1: think Bo would actually really get sucked into some of this because I know you're a VR guy and you had an early. I like, I like the
0: and, VR. Don't let yeah. don't paint me in John's corner. Let John be in his unhappy yes. non VR <laughs> corner. I, I'm I'm pro VR. I'm pro VR yeah so there it's
1: you go It's good
2: for your I'm tummy pro, i'm pro metaverse uh, pro too but I,
0: I, you know what i am gonna just i'm gonna make it official like i think it's lame and dumb but like you know yeah it's better than not doing anything so bring on bring it on Zuck.
1: Zuck, Zuck well or or someone better it'd be great if at, whatever apple's uh, approach is i want to hear about that soon then they're supposedly close to revealing what they have planned uh, yeah. I want to see what others do in this market. And I
0: read something about they've trademarked reality and this thing that the Apple thing might be called reality.
1: Well, they found a, no, what it was is they found a leak in some other code that refers to an OS. Cause you know, they have, they have iOS, they have Mac OS, TV OS, watch OS. These are all the versions, the forks of their OS that they use on these devices, and they found yeah. one a reference to Reality OS, and they think that that's <laughs>
2: yes, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apple yes. just runs it all. They're like, oh no, it's, Reality's yeah,
1: gonna upgraded. It's, it's a pretty good name, though. Even though, well, it's, it's very pretentious. Like, yes, it's very pretentious. It's pretentious as Apple always gets, but. It makes sense to me that they would. It seems like something they would totally do.
0: But like reality is reality, right? Like if we're trademarking fakeness (laughs) and calling it reality, like we've entered, we've entered the matrix. Yeah, basically.
1: I mean, you're not wrong.
2: I mean, say what you want about the quality of the movie. Don't look up. But I feel like the uh, stand-in for the Apple CEO guy in that movie. Mm -hmm. You can see that guy going. We're going to call it Reality OS, Mm -hmm. and it's it's going to be the world. Like yeah. it, they nail that sort of mentality in a character with him. So perfectly. Yeah, I agree. Like every time people talk about Apple and their plans, I picture that actor acting exactly that way. Oh my God. What are you?
1: All right. So John, screen? what you've There's just fun. seen, sorry, John just saw what I'm streaming. This is Zenith. Um, he's flying there. It's weird. It's your, it's your VR MMO. It's the VR MMO. Um, I it looks cool. I don't actually know what this character is using because I'm not this class. It looks like some kind of crossbow or something. Um, but yeah, it's a big, it looks like, it's like kind of World of Warcraft, to be honest. And it plays a lot like it. It's like, here's my spells. Here's my guns and weapons. I'm going to kill this creature and take the shit it dropped. And I'm going to wear that cool cloak it had. And it's it's that game. And you cast spells with hand movements and it's things that, you know, John will hate. But it's real cool um
0: it gave well, me a I mean, really- i'm sure i'm sure it's a lot of fun but you are you are very generous you would you do lean on the the side of this is great you know and, and yeah i'm not and gonna say it, it, look, it looks a little It, it
2: they're know. throwing flaming pineapples at yeah, you it looks a little low
0: effort i'm not gonna lie like you know game-wise and i get like i'm on your side where i'm like the vr experience is special and neat and, yeah. and cool but yeah um this is you know this isn't a good well, this is what this I'm saying. Doesn't, this doesn't look good. like it would be that good in VR either. Right. Then this know, is the point.
1: If this was out of VR, you wouldn't play this. This wouldn't be interesting yeah. at all. It would be a low rent MMO. But because you're in this space doing the shit you would normally do. And this guy's kind of clowning around. He's trying to break the game. So this isn't a good video to watch. So. But, but the point is, like, if you if you go in there, yes, the, the quests are rudimentary. Killing stuff is basic. In a regular MMO, would be like, I don't want to fetch... These are terrible fetch, fetch quests. In this world, you're in That's the, the world. world. You're touching stuff. You're grabbing things. You're shooting dudes. And I'm telling you, that rudimentariness is fresher in this environment than out of VR. And But I'll fully agree. It's a really basic MMO out of VR, like super basic, like EverQuest 1 basic. Before that even, basic. Oh. So anyway, I, I think it's neat. The VRness makes it like, neat. It's also cheap. But, so, because like you've got really, you've got Half Life Alex, you've got Resident Evil 4, you've got these high
0: fidelity like VR experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing what makes Zenith a draw is the MMO side of things. Yes. So Did you play or socialize in the game? Like, it's usually an MMO will look crappier than a mainline AAA oh, game, right? Because okay. it's online. So like, yeah. so, like, part of the conversation with the VR MMO is, Yes, this isn't Resident Evil Four or a Half-Life Alex levels of quality we're talking about right, here. But right.
1: that's multiplayer,
0: true. so you know maybe that did you do a lot? Of, like, did you did you meet an elf and make friends in the game that you wouldn't make in? Another so this game is, is what I did. Together? I did
1: party up with a bunch of people. Um, I know people seemed really friendly. There was a lot of people you'd walk up and they would go, "Hey, how you doing? Do you want to group up and do this these three quests?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." And it's easy to group up. Hop in, go, kill stuff, get out. All right, thanks. And it's spatial audio, so a guy can literally be like 30 feet over there and go, hey, I need help over here. And you can hear that as a distant person, and you can run over there and help them if you want to. Um, I didn't have anybody be really rude or anything. None of that happened. But there was a funny moment where I was walking under a tree, and I thought I heard somebody going, you want to turn
2: my. And, and I went, what?
1: And I was like looking up and I'm like, what is this guy talking about? So I came up and around the tree, this little path that goes around this organic tree thing. And I got up on top and there's a guy standing up there bouncing up and down going, You want to touch my pee pee? You want to touch my pee pee?
2: <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was okay, kind of awesome. Hold on. Now, now yeah, you've got interested. Me. Well, yeah, because I'm not kidding. I spent hours in EverQuest standing on there were these there was a, a tree city and you had to take elevators it was like uh like the torn city and uh in wow except it wasn't automatic mm-hmm. you had to click a, you had to click a lever and it would make the elevator go up or down yeah. and i would cast invisibility on my character so it looked like nobody was standing on the elevator and mm-hmm. i'd wait for people to come running up and just as they got to the elevator i'd click the button and it would lift before they could get on it <laughs> I would spend <laughs> hours doing this. And yeah. I thought it was the most fun thing in yeah. the game. Yeah. this is amazing. people
0: in MMOs is fun, both in the positive sense and in the, the trolley sense. Yeah, the
1: that's players. half the, not half the fun, but it's a big part of it. And I even said to that guy, I said, oh, yeah, that's I go, that's great. You're probably going to get yourself kicked out of here if you keep talking like that. And I walked past and he goes, turns around, is, is quiet for a second. His arms are out to the side and he goes. You mean you don't want to touch my (laughs) pee-pee? Like clearly some goofball. on his That's what that guy's doing.
0: There's a guy in that video game right now. He's not leveling. He's not questing. He's got a headset on. His wife's in the other room having dinner with the kids. He's like, I'm busy right now. And then he's sitting there going, you want to touch my pee-pee? And he's having a blast. He did that for six hours. And that's fun. You don't need to have quests or end game content or any of that other stuff. Just the fact that there's a great world where he can be
1: a uh, laser perv mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is
0: is is thrill enough for that.
1: It man, kind of is, and I, and I and I, I did I it was a it was a dude I could tell, but the way did his voice. But the, there's a couple of uh, there were three people grouped and doing a bunch of stuff, and they were serious, man. They were like, "All right, well, if we go that way, we can do these two uh, quests. Also, we need to grab something in town for your guy." And be, like they were having like this really intense sort of planning discussion and all this, and I thought that was a good sign. Uh, The servers are full. Another good sign. It's really hard to get in. They had a good launch, but servers are full, so they're adding new servers. Like, it's, it's legit, and it's only 29 bucks. There's no monthly. You just play. And... I was would, impressed. Is
0: there is there a town hub in that game?
1: Uh, yes, there's multiple towns. It, I don't know which town is the main hub, though. But there's like, cities. I could
0: break out my guitar and we could start a band and hang out in town and oh. just go like walk up to other players and go, "Welcome to Zenith. We're glad that you're here." <laughs> yeah, you could. And just like mess with people. It reminded
1: me of you going Blue Hole, brought to you by Blue, Blue Hole. Hole. Remember that? Yeah. It's like yeah. that and. You can be, you can mute anybody you want, including the world. You don't have to hear any of this shit if you don't want to. But there's something fun about just seeing how weird people are and talking to them. Yeah. And somebody saying, "Hey, did you?" Or some guy says, "Do you know if anything grows over here? I'm supposed to pick a bunch of stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, I think I've been hogging it. I apologize. I've been pulling these these plants as they grow and they respawn, and I keep pulling them <laughs> and keeping them." And he's like, "Oh," and I said, "Don't worry about it. I won't, I'm good. I don't have to take any more." And he goes, "Oh, thanks. I need these for a And you know, we just had a little moment there. It's yeah, really- that's what makes
0: an MMO fun. Yeah, you got yeah. your VR headset, like, yeah. Like, that that killing stuff, that's in, like, every game. Who cares? Like, yeah, the killing stuff the, doesn't the, really the social, matter. That's, the MMO part is that you're playing with other people and having those experiences. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah, and there's that swords, there's, there's
1: melee, there's all that. I'm telling you, there's something here. Whether this is it or not, it's a step in the right direction. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like,
0: that's eventually, why. there will be the World of Warcraft of the vr space yeah and everyone's gonna be like i gotta get a headset and get in on this yeah so
1: yeah
2: see but that's why i like the uh, so you know you're you're right and i i laughed at it a bit like vr doesn't show well like you showed that and it's like okay this looks like shit but (laughs) the like the reality of it is is that like that jankiness and that like you know put into vr that guy just decided to go randomly climb a mountain and it lets him do it and you've got like i thought you were going to tell me that there was someone like who climbed up the tree and was just hiding in a in a polygonal tree like yelling at people uh that went and did things under the tree and like that sort of stuff is cool Mm -hmm. and i think that's what like triple a games have a tendency to get away from Mm -hmm. i i know that that's one of the big reasons i like Final Fantasy 14 is Bo can live his life as a bard in that game. Like sometimes it's more important, the stupid stuff you can do in a game rather than a super polished experience that walks you through everything and handholds you. Like I was more excited about your, do you want to touch my penis <laughs> guy than uh, yeah, than yeah. anything else about that, it? That's like, a that,
0: unique story. That made Nets me go studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why dance studio never making it into World of Warcraft was a sad thing, and people were genuinely excited to express their creativity in that shared space. That that was a it it doesn't sound like a big deal because it doesn't sell in marketing, and you know what I mean. Like, but it's really important for the people invested in that space if they're making like just from my playing Valheim, like I build my buildings, and now that's my building. Like that's a real place for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just also going around and and being like a welcoming committee in the game. Like, there's a guy in Planetside who would play, like, music over VoIP, so when you'd log in, you'd hear the sweet-ass music. Kind of like the Pope, the dancing Pope, I guess, that Kyle and Garrett talk about a lot. But there was a guy who'd be there, and he'd play music, and we just... That guy's always there, and his job is to play, like... Licensed music for everyone else over VoIP, we love it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, that, that kind of stuff is uh, great.
1: Yeah, um, it has its moments. Um, so I, I, you
0: know. So you're saying like you know the, the MMO trappings are fun. Like the game does have to be fun. You're saying it's fun. To I do think the, it's fun enough.
1: Stuff. Yeah, like the basics are there. Yeah. Like the mechanics feel like the basic mechanics of of an MMO. And that and I don't think that holds mustard on a mustard muster. On a uh, on a 2D screen where somebody's used to these, and you know we're we're well past the prime of wow. We're you know we expect more, but in this world, yeah, you're getting like PS two to 360 graphics, so you know that feels older. But because you're in it, it's just different when you're in it. Like I can't really explain it. It's just different. And I'm not saying that this. I'm saying this is a significant little stepping stone. I'm not saying this is the end-all be-all. We're not there yet. But this is close-er, I should say. Uh, here's one that's even closer. This is the one I really want to talk about. This, I think, is a killer app for... for v- if you have VR, you get this game. That's just straight up the truth. And it's Demio. Now, I streamed a bit of this the other day. Again, I don't think streaming, it does it any justice. In fact, the other thing to remember about streaming uh, VR is you the the headsets typically are only one eyeball worth of stream. So you're only seeing that's why this guy's looking like he's kind of looking off to the to the left more than he is the right um in the world you would have both eyes and you're and you're centered up, but because you're only streaming out of one of the sensors the the audience is only seeing one eye's worth of of stream anyway yeah, it's, a, it's a little frustrating it's kind of annoying, but whatever that stuff will get better too as time goes on. I'm sure it's a performance thing but um this game is called Demio, and it's been out for a while i just finally got in and it's um up to five players i think can play together or you can play solo and play the and 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 you're in charge of everything but it's a turn-based rpg oh with this lady i forgot about her um she's doing (laughs) tutorial stuff anyway in the game you're playing like a turn-based rpg you've chosen uh a warrior, you've chosen a wizard, or you've chosen a, a, a rogue, you know, all the typical stuff is there. And I'm going to skip ahead because this video is like all tutorial here. Um, You grab your little dudes and you move them forward and you grab some loot and you kill a creature and they're all animated. So it's like playing, you know, what is it in uh, Star Star Wars when he's, they're playing holographic chess? It's like that kind of you know, your little dudes are telling or doing what you're telling chest. them to do and you roll dice to get hits. Uh, sometimes they're crits. Sometimes it's just a hit. Sometimes it's a miss, uh, misses make it. So you, you know, you might fire at your, at your teammate by accident, that sort of thing. Um, and it's turn-based kind of, you know, uh, I don't know what to compare. I mean, it to. looks like,
0: you know, you're playing tabletop D and D base, but yeah. you know, it's yeah. like a video game, but like it's you know, yeah, it's a tabletop D D. Yeah, and you have car-
1: you have cards that represent your abilities, but you play them like slots, and they have cooldowns, and you can get extra cards that are you can burn them. Uh, you know, just from you have one card as a one off, but you have other cards that are going to re- you can repeatedly use them throughout the fight. Um You open chests, and they have more cards in there, plus health potions, junk like that. Like all the tropes of your average. D&D style, you know, again, a dungeon delving kind of game or here. Um, card game. Yeah, but being in here, it's some of the most fun I've had in gaming. Like I had so much fun playing with Ibit and schleicher and my daughter and me. And it was so I was so much fun, you guys. I'm I I cannot say enough about this particular experience. This was so much fun. Now, could have we have had this much fun around a table with a real thing, just rolling dice and doing it? Yes. But there's the magic of this is all animated. These characters move. He swung a sword and sliced that guy's head off. Uh, The sound is all super cool. And, you know, like there's it all comes alive. And that's that's video games. So
2: and I mean, also, you can say, yeah, we could, but not with that same group of people. You don't live in the same spot. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not during covid where people are quarantining, you know, like it's yeah, we are going to be more and more, whether you know you're excited about it or not, um, as a society. We we've decided to make pandemic living a, a multi-year thing instead of a one-year thing. We are going to be looking for ways to close the gap and be able to socialize and have experiences that require being around people without actually being around people.
1: Exactly. Like, yeah.
2: That's a that's a new reality that a lot of people are going to be. Looking into ways of facilitating.
1: Yeah. And this has, um, I was just noticing, I forgot to mention this. The movement is two phased, kind of like X or uh, XCOM, where it's like, well, you can move once and, th- and then still have an action, or you can use your final action to move a second time and get further in, or whatever. So there's that mechanic. Um, backstabbing is awesome for the rogue. I freaking loved that uh the little old grandpa wizard guy is great because he yells a lot of things you know you've heard before like at some point you can build a magic barrier and go you shall not pass and he's all echoey and everything it's totally rips off lord of the rings um small small european studio made this thing and i just think it's magic i had so much fun in here and by the way the room you can't really see it here but the room he's playing this in is is like a there's a tv and a couch down there's like someone's basement Um, you don't get to interact with that stuff, but it's all back there in the background. And, um, I just found this to be the most magical good time I've had in a long time. And it stands up as just a good RPG. Like it would be fun to play this in 2d and you could say, well, then why don't you just do it that way? Well, good news in April, they're putting out a version so that if you want to play it that way, you can, if you want to be in VR, you can, and those people are cross play. So you can have bigger, a bigger audience playing the game, I guess. Um, I love it. I I can't say enough about this game. I absolutely loved it. Right now, you'd have to have VR to play this. When it hits in April as a desktop equivalent, you know we'll see what people think. But I think it's so much. I had so much fun in here, and playing alone, pff, total blast. Still had fun. Didn't have to have people with me. Like I, I control all my characters, and I got to watch out for poison traps. And oh no, my guy's wet. If he gets hit with electronic or electricity, he's gonna die because of the wet. And all that sort I mean, this of stuff.
0: looks like uh, Midnight Suns or whatever. Like it's pretty much it's a turn-based card mm-hmm. game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it yeah. very much, it very much is fun, gen- fun genre. Yeah, and there's a lot of. It's hard. It's the other thing is they're not. They don't hold your hand. It feels like you're. You got to be smart and work together and not make dumb decisions. And then the dice roll is super sketchy. Sometimes you're like, oh shit, I missed. And then. Sometimes a lucky, a miss turns into a lucky shot, actually, and you end up hurting the enemy more than you were going to if it hadn't missed. And there's so there's a lot of emergent stuff like that. Just a neat game, man. I really liked it. My biggest complaint, again, is this video kind of sucks because it doesn't really give you the feeling of what it's like to be in there. You can zoom, pinch and zoom your way right up into their faces if you want. You can be like right up in there. Uh, you're not locked at this overhead view. And it also, it's just not showing his peripheral vision. You don't get to see his full range of vision because it's just one eyeball. Like, there's a lot of problems with how we translate VR to 2D. Uh, so I don't even know how he just did what he did there. How do you get it upside down? Did he put his headset down? <laughs> he must have hey, left.
2: He, he did reach up to his head like he was doing some headset. Yeah,
1: and his his hand's oh, sitting there.
2: He take his headset off? Is this a bathroom break we're yeah, seeing in I real I think time? he's taking
1: a pee. Yeah, I think that's what's <laughs> happening.
2: <laughs> what a pee looks like in VR.
1: That's amazing. Anyway, I'll shut up about it. I just think it's cool. All right, moving on to a very quick re- uh, mention of a game I haven't cracked in too hard. But speaking of RPGs and cards, a fan gave me a Badger Lord in the. Or was it Badger Lord? Shit. I'm going to give the wrong person credit. Uh,
2: I properly credited my listener. Uh, now everyone will send the games to me, the person who properly thanks them.
1: Yep. It is Badger Lord. I knew it. It's Badger Lord. I got it right. I never, I didn't screw it up. Badger Lord donated a copy of a game called Beyond the Obelisk, which is a fantasy team based deck builder. It is not the flashiest thing you've ever seen, but part of what I like about it is that it's deeper than most of those games um and it still look it looks fine, but it's not like big explosive you know card battle or kind of stuff it's it's kind of quiet on that side of it but um it's neat. It's a neat little. Uh, I'm trying to find video here. I liked uh, the
2: the look of it. You shared a screenshot with us, and I was curious about the game just from the the look of the art alone. I thought it had a good look to it.
1: What's it called? Not beyond the not beyond the obelisk. I did it wrong. Across the obelisk. Across the obelisk. Keep screwing that name up. I don't know why I do that. Beyond the. Pfft. Anyway, here it is. Uh, I'll skip ahead some so people can see it, but. Uh the way the combat works is what you think. It looks a little bit like uh like a brighter d- darkest dungeon, uh, a brighter dungeon really. Um <laughs> brightest dungeon. Yeah. And you <laughs> and you play these characters unlock more as you go along. There's an overworld map, there's quests and you ru- you do dice rolls to get out of certain situations. It's a lot of the stuff you're familiar with. But it just felt really good. I had a great progression. I I've died a bunch, but I've also, you know, made it pretty far. And I really like how it plays. Basically, each character in that four-person lineup has their own deck. And they're specific to them. And there's some port stuff for their other mate, teammates. Some of it's just for themselves. And a lot of it is, of course, offensive to fight whoever you're fighting. And, uh, you know, again, as as kind of quietly it does its thing, it's about, it's more about the systems. It's just a nice, deep one of these. And I like it quite a bit. So there's that. And thank you, Badger because yeah, no, I'm going to keep I, I think
0: it. I wishlisted that at one point. I'm going to have taken it off, but it, it's definitely of interest in the solo card battler genre. Yeah,
1: you'd right. like this, Bo. It's I, early
0: access, though, right now. Right?
1: It is still, yeah. Pretty pretty far out. along, though. I guess they're almost uh, 1.0, so. Um, but you'd like it. Uh, the, the, my whole time with it, I was like, oh, Bo would play this. This is totally your game. Yeah. All right, uh, John, you played... Uh, I'm glad one of us got to play this. Pokemon Legends are Arc canis arc anal cheese what is it how do you say it
2: Uh, i'm gonna say that it is pronounced arceus i guess
1: okay okay uh
2: yeah so this was also uh this was a gift from a listener joe Polder. uh so a big thank you to joe because i would not have been able to play this game otherwise um this is pretty cool it's like a weird mix between uh Pokemon game and breath of the wild. Basically mm. Mm. Um, the idea is that it's, it's kind of a, it feels weird to say an open world Pokemon game because Pokemon games kind of traditionally are sort of quasi open world, but it's very much in theme with it. So it, it's kind of an odd thing because I believe uh, the story hasn't exactly confirmed this, but it's, it's kind of confirmed in how it looks like you basically fall through a rift and you go back in time. So like, this is a time period before most of the Pokemon games have taken place. So like the Pokeballs you have in it, uh, look like they're made out of wood. They look kind of shitty and, uh, not as good as what you see in other games. And, um, you know, you go out in the world, you catch Pokemon. Um, I'm not as far in it as I would like to be. I'd like to be able to talk more about it. But it has a really long, like, getting started tutorial phase. Yeah, I've heard that. And it yeah. took me a long time to start. Like, I only just hit where they're kind of like, yeah, go out and do your thing. Um, And I haven't had a lot of time to go out and do my thing. But I do like the look of it. I like the way it plays. I think this sort of open world type of feel is perfect for a Pokemon game. Like you want to be able to run around in that world and see them running around in the wild. It kind of brings back this... This thing that's in the back of your mind when you play Pokemon is they're like, oh, hey, don't go in the grass. That's dangerous. There's Pokemon out there. You need a Pokemon to protect you. Like, that's always been a part of the game. But in this, like, if you're just walking around and you just walk up to a Pokemon, depending on what kind of Pokemon it is, it'll just attack you. Yeah. And it's like, no, these are wild animals that can, like, shoot electricity and stuff at you, and they will do it. They will mess you up. So you need to protect yourself and you need to either catch them or fight them or run away. And uh, it's kind of neat in that regard. I'm definitely having a a good time with it. And uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing kind of how it evolves and differs itself. Uh, The only thing that's been really weird is that the story really celebrates mediocrity. (laughs) Like you show up and they're like, Hey, Hey, Uh, three Pokemon just ran away. Can you help us catch them? And you're like, sure. Then you go up and you throw a ball at the Pokemon and you catch it. And then you go up to another Pokemon and you throw the ball at it and you catch it. And you go up to the third one, you throw the ball at it, it breaks out and then you throw another ball at it and then you catch it. And you go back to town and they're like, they caught three Pokemon in a row. And people are like, Jesus, like, like immediately they're just like, Holy shit, it's Jason Bourne. Like people (laughs) treat you like you are amazing because of this. And then they're like, Well, we before we bring you into our society, we're gonna set you up a trial. You're gonna have to go out and catch three more Pokemon. And they're like they already caught three that's not fair and they're like yeah they're gonna have to catch another three and they're like (laughs) oh no one's had to do this before and then you go out and you throw a ball at these pokemon and you catch them like you're not doing anything that impressive like you duck down behind some grass and you throw a ball at an animal and it catches it and then you come back and people are like a prodigy. Oh man. so good. It's just, it's just so amazing.
1: Here's a here's a live sound clip of John showing up after three in a row. Oh Jesus. Yeah, they freaked out. They're into it. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're really impressed. Yeah. They they really think it's an impressive feat. But that weird story bit aside, which I do find charming and enjoyable, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's pretty interesting. I think it's pretty cool seeing like the kind of world of Pokemon after having played so many of those games in the early days before they have all the you know technology that uh those games do have is kind of cool in yeah. a like star trek enterprise kind of way it's like well we don't have transporters we've got you can give the pokemon a pill and it'll feel better you're like okay this is what we got yeah um do you
1: like the, so, do you think it's a i mean i keep hearing it's a since it's such a change from the last couple of decades worth of games that it's just really refreshing to be doing something different. Do you think this holds? Is like this the new format for the? Game I think they.
2: I think it could still use a little um, evolving. Uh, mm. Pardon the Pokemon pun, but um, I think from what I've played, I think this is a better direction for them to go. Like rather than just sticking to what they always seem to do, um, and just doing the you know slight tweaks on the old formula. Uh, I think this is a smarter way to do it. Like, I, it was so refreshing to have, you know, like they give you a Pokedex and it looks like a notepad at this stage. <laughs> but, like, normally in Pokemon, like, if you see a Pokemon, you get your basic entry. And then to complete the entry, you have to catch the Pokemon. Got it. And in this game, it doesn't work that way. In this game, if you see it, you get an entry and then you get a list of things you have to achieve in order to complete that entry to have properly studied the Pokemon. So it might be you have to catch three of them, or it might be you have to fight with them. And so it gives you these little objectives uh, within each one to kind of make your Pokedex work. And it's little changes like that to the formula that I think make it feel like a very different kind of game, Um, which might mean some people that just love the traditional style bounce off of it. But for me, I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is something this is something different and this is something fun and it doesn't feel like they've cut back on, on quality or anything like that. Like it, it still feels like, you know, they put in their full effort to making this its own thing.
1: Well, it seems like a, definitely a new direction. Uh, I, I don't know this is the first time I've been like,
2: man, I want to buy a new Pokemon game. Might want to play. Yeah, I mean, you might, it's not, it's not random encounters like the old ones were, where you walk through the, grass and something jumps out at you like you see them in the world you can run away from them if you don't want to fight them or you know you can throw out your pokemon to do a battle with them or just try and catch them on their own like it does have crafting elements like some of those old uh, open world game tropes are in there and i think you might dig it like I, i actually think this one more than a lot of the other ones might be for you
1: definitely more open world looking which i like so i might be into that all right, uh, so there's that, and you guys both played Lost Ark. A bunch of our listeners in the chat even are in there now playing, uh, <laughs> making us realize that we're not playing it. Um, everybody wants to play Lost Ark; it's the hot new hype machine. And uh, I'm curious what you guys think. So, Bo and John, maybe together or apart, you know, uh, take turns here, but explain why the world is freaking out about this. So, John, you can start. Why are we why why do we care about a Lost Ark? What's going on?
2: Oh. Well, I mean, Lost Ark is a very good looking, uh, high production value, um, kind of cross between an MMORPG and an ARPG action RPG. So it's, you know, one part, you got your MMO, your World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, whatever. And on the other hand, you've got your Diablo, um, kind of all mixed in together. And on top of that, it all looks very good. It's free to play, um. And all these things are very appealing to a lot of people. So uh, I've spent a decent amount of time with it. Uh, Mostly a a good experience, I would say. Like yesterday, if if we had done our show yesterday, I'd be coming in really negative on Lost Ark. Um, It is a game that I don't think puts a very good first foot forward. I think its prologue is kind of bad. I think it kind of throws a lot at you before it decides to open up um its story is a little goofy and a little silly and i i think if you're like me like one of the things that it definitely does correctly is every class in that game looks like the coolest thing you've ever seen in your life (laughs) like you go okay well let's see what the mage is about and you just see fireballs falling down from the sky and i'm not talking about little pixelated fireballs that are, are tiny and small i'm talking about like they hit they leave craters things explode body parts go everywhere like you then you go to a gunslinger and you're switching between a sniper rifle and pistols and shotguns and you're spinning and you're hitting in all directions like everything in this game looks insanely cool. And that has kind of been for me the first problem is I wanted to play every class. And as a result, I'm having a very hard time deciding like, okay, well, here's what I'm actually going to play. And I'm actually going to stick with it. Um, To the game's credit, they do a very good job, I hear, about giving you ways to catch up if you make a new character. A lot of things are bound to your account. So there's not a lot of duplication of effort if you decide to do an alt.
0: I found an answer to that. Um, when you get to max level or end game or something, you get a boost for two characters. You get one boost to boost a second character and then you get another boost. So you get two boosted characters. Oh, so in wow. end game, you'll have three characters to play. Seems all right.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, they, they definitely know that people are going to want to play um, a lot it's of not a
0: regular things. MMO. Like um, you make a character. It's like your story main character. This is like, it's like playing Diablo three. Like you're, Different seasons, you're going to play different classes and try them all. So they lean into it, at least for the first bit. Then you got to build them yourself. But yeah, yeah, you don't really approach this game like this is my main character and it's my story. You approach it like Diablo, where you're like, I'm just going to play Monk this this for for a while. Try Monk out. Like, yeah.
1: Is it like Endgame is what? Endgame is what? Like, hey, dungeons all day with friends or whatever. It's,
0: it's like uh, if imagine Diablo three actually had a better Endgame. And that's what, like, an in-game that's, like, designed for those people who want to keep playing Mm -hmm. to have progression, basically. Like, progression in Diablo was, like, Paragon system. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's true. And this game, progression is dungeons, raids, islands, these things called cube and abyssal, like, dungeon. Like, there are um, lots of nephilim rift adjacent contents like repeatable stuff but a wide variety maybe uh, if you're playing endgame and path of exile that's uh, something you can think about too so you're going into levels and spamming things so there's there's actually a lot to do if that's a game if you if that's the kind of thing you want to do and there is like a pretty healthy fan base for it if it's not i would say the hugest but yeah um there are lots of people who do diablo endgame path of exile endgame and that's going to offer its own version of that right so yeah, um, uh, and there's also I know in the Korean version they're releasing. There's going to be a MOBA soon in the game, so you're going to be able to play like heroes Wait, in, of the, League of Legends in the game. In the game, oh, yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. All right, so it has a robust PvP system as well. Like it's um, there's a few. There's also going to be a tower defense, which I know you're going to hate, but like I oh, think yeah. there's this kind of like you know the way Hearthstone has battlegrounds and mercenaries and stuff. Like there's this element in this game as well that there are actually a number of games game modes available towards end game it's not really obvious and i don't think we're there in this patch for this game but um it is kind of a kitchen sink sort of deal where there's lots in there i'm really curious about the moba because i could see a moba being really fun with this oh uh, yeah that's very
1: i'm really curious about that i didn't know that was even a thing i did read today they have in their roadmap uh, and soon to rectify one of the things people complain about which is the gender locking on the on the classes right now um, oh, are they
0: going to do that? They're
1: going to add, oh, yeah, they're cool. going to add uh, choice in in, uh, in, in genders. And the, and the thing I read said they're going to go ahead. And if you're already playing something, they'll give you a choice and you swap it or flip it or whatever.
2: That's going to be interesting because cool. there are some where it's a very similar job, but different between male and female. So, like, yeah,
0: so the, the walker, was it War Dancer and Striker, are both martial artists, but the, the Striker is more like Ryu, like, he has big kicks and burst damage. And not as mobile and the war dancer is more mobile. So they have some variety, but they are very samey mm. yeah, um, on moves and same with the, it was the gunslinger and the dead eye are, those are both uh, ranged guys that they're basically yeah, the same class. They're
2: like their core mechanic of like switching guns and stuff like that is the same between them. Cause usually if you do like um, if you do, you know, you might be an artillerist or you might be a gunslinger one of the big differences is that your your special ability is different. So, you know, as an artillerist, you get a big cannon that does a whole bunch of damage and, and stuff like that. Whereas the gunslinger switches between pistols, sniper rifle, and shotguns. But then there are male and female versions of a class where that ability to switch between guns is exactly the same. So I'm, I'm curious what they'll do with regards to something like that. Um, maybe they'll just go ahead and still consider them two different classes that are very similar. And, yeah, and, and probably it.
0: they roll it into four subclasses, like pick martial artist and then four subclasses yeah. kind of thing.
2: Um, it will be curious also, it seems like a lot of work. Like for them to say that that's something they want to do, like I, I wonder when they're going to do that because for for some of them, like there is no female version of the warrior. Yeah, it's like there's yeah. no male version of uh, the assassin. Yeah. So that's that's com- you know creating completely new assets oh yeah it's
0: all new art i've made a ton of characters um a lot of the like the different classes will share like the same face set with some small variety so like i don't think i think they're just gonna i don't think it's gonna be that
1: probably not that bad what it'd be really funny if the it'd be funny if they just took the male warrior and have him go hello i'm now a lady (laughs) That'd be really good. Um yeah, you're actually really selling me on this. I'm actually really excited to crack it open. And graphically, I'm I'm uh, well real- so
0: this game, yeah. So I've been looking forward to this game for a long time. Yeah. Um we talked about this on core back when it was just I was resigned to it was I'll never be able to play this, and I just need an action RPG to play. It's it's um the campaign's extensive. What you have to do is so I'm gonna tell this junk. That's why I asked how far did you get? this game doesn't get serious till you get to probably your fourth dungeon, the Morai uh, ruins. When you start to see uh, just how extensive, like how elaborate and production values are put into the dungeon experience, the overworld's pretty mad. Like it looks nice. It's not randomly generated. It's like a static MMO. There's mobs, quest hub. You walk through it, just do boring ass MMO stuff. Honestly, it's, it's not the combat's really good in it, but it's not that great. But like, you know, it's a campaign in an MMO. You do it for a few months, then you're max level, and then you're doing the, then you're doing the fun stuff, right? So I don't. I'm not sure if it's are fun. The dungeons get there, I'll tell you. Are the dungeons? There are tons Procedural? of dungeons. There's dungeons and raids and. Um, that's where the juice that's where like the production value is the juice like the the great narrative moments the is the it, crazy where the fighting gets challenging and, and fun is, is it is it really is it
1: procedural in that sense and those are no, those scenarios no. okay. it's
0: like it's like a west running a wow dungeon but okay. diablo stuff like think world of warcraft but from a top down perspective Got it. like okay. world of warcraft and diablo had a baby and that's the game you're playing
1: interesting with some
0: korean korean you know uh, marketing some korean sauce. like microtransaction yeah. bullshit layered <laughs> into it um but it's basically top-down World of Warcraft. But the map is also linear. Like, you know how you can kind of choose from a couple of zones in World of Warcraft? When you hit 40, you can go to Badlands or whatever. You can go to this zone. This is just a linear A to B experience to the world. Because I think the idea behind the world is that it's not... the approach. Like, they keep marketing it as an MMO, which I get why they do it. Because that's going to bring in more people. And it technically is an MMO. Action RPG is a genre, is a niche, is a large, but niche genre. And, um, but this game is not, like in an MMO, you're like, I'm this character in this fantasy world, right? We talked about that with um, Zenith, right? This game, even though you can make your character, you're just a class, like, it's not, I'm not, I don't think I'm the character. I'm not oh, getting into I suspension see. of disbelief. Like, I'm playing Diablo, right? Like, it's yeah. just like, I'm in here to smash shit. And this, that's how I feel about it. And the same with the world. It isn't like, oh, I'm in Azeroth. Look at this. Cool. What is what is the Azeroth imagining of this island? Nope. These are all just excuses to like smash it and play Diablo. you know, like, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I mean, the story is pretty cool, but like overall it's pretty generic. Like, I think the point is this is a well running Diablo, uh, machine in a genre where we've had on it. Like there's lots of ARPGs, but little on the quality level of like a blizzard, um, Entry into Diablo, you know, Path of Exile. Path of Exile is like okay, but like, I don't know. The ARPG to me genre is filled with like not quite it, not quite Diablo itis, you know, where like, yeah, like the closest would be Marvel Heroes, where I played it and I felt like I was playing a Diablo game. Like, just there's a feel to it. Sure. And this game gives me that feel where I feel like, um, I'm playing an action RPG that, that, that plays really responsibly. The only thing missing is the loot system. Like the loot system is a Korean MMO like stuff. Uh, But apart from that,
2: it feels good. I'd say this game, the thing it does best is definitely um, how it plays. Like um, I found myself, you know, when I was kind of not enjoying the story particularly, um, but I found myself still wanting to play it. So I found myself just running around in the world like fighting things because like using your abilities and doing stuff in the game felt good and felt impactful and hard hitting. Um the game does throw you in to the deep end a little bit. You don't start at level 1, you start at level 10 with six abilities uh at minimum unlocked. Um some classes actually have a lot more than that right at the beginning. Uh but it, it can be a little overwhelming for people like me. So I, I said this on stream and I had a lot of people uh, kind of say, yeah, I'm like that too. So I guess it's worth pointing out. I'm the kind of person that it doesn't matter if it's f- like you're getting a level a minute or whatever. I need that ramp up. I need my level where it's me with one ability hitting, you know, something. And then me with two abilities hitting something like I don't care if the gap between that is very small, but I need it to exist. This game definitely feels like jumping into the deep end. And so I was through the prologue and kind of deep into the first area that you get to where the world opens up before I started to go, oh, I get what my abilities do and why I'm pressing them. Mm -hmm. And that felt like a very long time. So it felt like a very long time of feeling uncomfortable with my my class sure. that I was playing. Sure. Um, So you will figure it out, but it, it definitely felt a little like ugh, at first. So I, I, I think that that can be daunting. There are a lot of systems and things in this game is another thing. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a roster system where you're getting stat increases. There's pets. The pets give you stat increases as well as do other things. But in certain circumstances, like the menus in this game are insane. Like, and I say <laughs> that as somebody who likes Final Fantasy 14, a game that when I first played went, oh, my God, the menus in this game are insane. Um, I think that you can learn it. Like, that's the thing I want to say is, like, if you're excited about this game, put in the time and learn it. I don't think it's insurmountable. I don't think there's so much here that no human being could comprehend it or anything like that. But I do think that if you think you're going to go in and play Diablo and there isn't going to be anything that you have to learn or think about or figure out or learn, uh, you're, you're in for a surprise because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of systems in this game. There's a lot of currencies. There's a lot of systems. There's a lot of things working in the background. Um, how necessary all those things are for you know a casual experience i don't know but they are going to be there and uh, that's something that i'm still kind of coming to terms with like i got a quest the other day that was explaining non-combat pets to me and all the perks of having non-combat pets and what all they can do for me and i was like guys i just would really like to summon a cute bunny that runs alongside (laughs) me. I don't, I don't need all of this. This doesn't need to be here. (sighs) So
0: non combat pets do so much. Actually, it's funny. They do a lot. I, I'm at a point where I've learned it all now, but I definitely remember feeling irritated about that too. Like, yeah, like,
2: I, so and okay. I'm in the same way. Like, I was like, well, now they're cool. They're picking up all my... And they do a good job of showing you why they're cool. They give you this really shitty chore of picking up a bunch of stuff off the ground. And then they're like, what if you had a pet do it for you. And then they give you a pet and you do it again and you do it with a pet and the pet does it for you. And you're like, my life is so much easier. Like it's a real good, like showing the system working, but um there's a lot in this game. Um, uh, but if this is going to be a game you play and invest time in, like, that's a good thing. Like that should actually be a selling point. Sure. I guess the, th- the thing I'm not sold on yet is how invested I want to be in this game just yet. So well, from
1: what I'm seeing, like mechanically, it looks really compelling. So like you, I want to, plan-
0: yeah, you're showing a pretty basic class. This is Paladin. Paladins kind of stand around and do basic stuff. Why don't you, um. Either try like a shadow bl- shadow blade or gunslinger. Mm. Like if you find some gunslinger gameplay,
1: I should be able to find um, some. I'm sure,
0: yeah. And it, I mean, if you can find the Korean Endgame
1: stuff, it's insane. I was gonna say, uh, like even the even that looked good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that looks good, but that that's the first zone. What you were showing there is the first zone. When you go to see Endgame and see how like it's it's also. That's one of the things about Diablo. It's easy to forget because we're so used to adventure mode and leveling fast. We think of Diablo as a fast-paced, many-ability game. But, mm. you know, if you ever start uh, from level one playing the campaign, you realize that you're just there with one ability going pooch, pooch, pooch. And if that's all you know, it's hard to imagine just how insane end game gets with thousands of mobs, 50 different buttons, and runes, upgrades, and you're teleporting all over the place. So um, what, what class are you showing this here? Is, this that is is like
1: it's the gun the one you said. What oh, you it's said? the gunslinger.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gunslinger. So yeah. yeah. So this is a end endgame gunslinger. And so the gunslinger has a shotgun, a handgun, and a sniper rifle. And um they they swap out the gun, they swap out all the abilities. Is mm. that a gunslinger? It so says it is. Oh yeah. They see the swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just swap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not only are you you have eight abilities, but with the gunslinger, you can swap from three different sets of eight. So I think you actually get eight, sixteen. 30, 24, 20 you have 24 or maybe less because not all the weapons have a full complement of eight abilities, but you're essentially like just going nuts. Like you see all the monsters there. The um, Another thing that's worth pointing out that's going to be new because it isn't in any other ARPG that I can tell is that not all the buttons behave the same. So not only do you press an ability button and it does an ability, but you have buttons that you have to hold down Mm -hmm. and then release at a certain time. Like think tracer reload and heroes. We have to time the reload to get the bonus thing. There's like, uh, you know, if you're going to, you got to draw back your sword, you got to hold it down for two seconds. And then if you release it at the right time, you do a big hit. There's also combo moves where let's say you press the button and you're going to charge forward. And if you press it again at the end of the charge, you get a second attack. But if you whiff, you don't get the attack. So the buttons actually have types, which is new to an ARPG, which is I find very innovative. It, it, it sort of breathes this new life into it. And I'm playing the war dancer, so I'll do, like, a forward dash. And then when I press the button again, I'll do, like, um, Chun-Li kicks, right? <laughs> And one of my runes makes it so that I can change direction on the second hit. So rather than dash forward and if I dash past the guy, then I'm kicking air. The rune makes it so that I can move my mouse behind and make sure I get the kicks off in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, a lot of nuance to the builds. And like until because we're not neither John or I are at really anything endgame-y. Yeah. So it's also hard to know when you're playing this game, we're evaluating it from the one to 20 experiences, frustrations. It's learning stuff new and it's a long journey. Like, you're not going to get there in a week. Like, I imagine the campaign's going to be a month or so more of play for me, possibly, before I'm playing Endgame. Um, and it's just, it becomes, like, a different sort of game. Like, some say the real game. Mm-hmm. And this game, I know, is designed, like Diablo 3 Diablo became, really designed for Endgame. Um, and tra- traversing through the campaign is, like, it's fun for a casual playthrough, if that's what you want from the game. Otherwise, it's kind of like this... Uh, rite of passage to get to where the game really begins. Yeah. So, and I'll be able to say more cause I'm, I'm committed to playing this game that far. Yeah. Also I did a world boss. This game has world bosses. It, there was like 30 other players. So Diablo four said they were going to have world bosses. So if you want to get a sense of what world boss is going to be like an ARPG, it's in this game Yeah, and it's fun. The bosses have like um, effects on the ground. You have to dodge that, that show like total raid mechanics interesting things to move out of the way and stuff like it really takes in a certain aspect it takes ARPGs and says let's push some something to the next level a little bit even though it's really old they pushed it a long time ago it feels innovative in a game like Path of Exile or Diablo or even Grim Dawn that i play like like they're not doing they're not making meaningful MMO mechanics in an ARPG yeah and this game is and it feels it, that's also a good part like it's definitely a big plus cuz when you dodge an ability uh, you feel good. You're like, oh shit, I dodged. Ooh, let me punch again. Oh no, there's a new ability come up. Let me walk around. Then when you mm-hmm. get caught, you're like, oh shit, I'm too slow. <laughs> and um, that I'd never really felt that way playing Diablo, and except for a few bosses. Um, so this game definitely makes just takes that I think a bit a bit higher.
1: Is it? Is there how many classes? What's the choices here?
0: Uh, I think 15 on launch. It's pretty good. Yeah. So so, but there's subclasses like. They do this weird thing where there's only like six classes and then there's subclasses, but it's better just to think of them all as their own class because you're going to pick it right away when you start the game.
2: Mm. Yeah. You, and they're going
0: to You're going <laughs> to pick the class and then you're going to pick the subclass like maybe 10 minutes into the game. So, yeah. And, and, and I was thinking about, I'm like, so this is, and I think John mentioned it a little bit this is the toughest part of the game. This is the first boss of the game is picking the class you want to play the campaign through because they're so also awesome. You're going to see something you like, and then an hour in you're going to be like, but what if I played a different class (laughs) and, and then like you're going to be stuck. So I've played four classes now in trying to decide. And in a lot of the content creators from Korea that I've watched who are sort of given advice to people playing this one, it's perfectly normal and a good idea not to rush through the campaign uh if you're trying to decide on a class. You Just should experiment. you should try the classes out and stick with something that you're gonna like. Because so you're gonna be playing it for a while if yeah. that's your first one. So um like John, for example, you played Deathblade, I did too. Now Deathblade is called an assassin, right? Yeah. But here's a few things that you don't know that you only find out after you play death. This, uh, the death blade is going to wear heels. What assassin wears heels? I have no <laughs> idea. It's dumb. It's super everybody dumb. runs stupid
2: in this game. Just to yeah. be clear, uh, yes. every running animation I've seen in this game is awful. Uh, yeah. I played as a, I don't remember what it was. It might've been my assassin, but she ran like, Imagine somebody ran a marathon. (laughs) The dudes don't run as bad. The girls run weird because they're wearing heels. And then they saw their long lost love that they hadn't seen in 30 years. And they were too exhausted to run properly because they'd been running a marathon, but they needed to dramatically run to their lover. That's what the run looks like.
0: (laughs) Yeah it's yeah. bad it's really so, bad b- but but the runs are bad so you might log in and be like i hate the way this character runs and then you're going to realize the deathblade even though it's an assassin doesn't have any stealth abilities it's all swinging the sword and then you're going to watch a video about other classes and you're going to see that the archer has fan and knives can stealth <laughs> does a backstab move and you're yeah. going okay i can't really rely on the label the localization and labeling because the stealth class is the archer so you play a, a pick gunslinger and your subclass is archer and then you get all your stealth moves.
2: Also the, the archer is Thordlater. under gunslinger if, if you need right, any other exactly. clarification. The archer so, is a gunslinger.
0: So part of the FOMO or figuring out is that things are not I think it might even be North American but you know when you play Diablo you see witch doctor you have a sense it's going to be frogs and and poison, right? <laughs> so in this game if there was something called witch doctor it might actually be you know, teddy bears and playing cards yeah. and you're like, wait a second, cool class, but not what I was expecting. So th- there's a little bit of that going on where you think the class is going to be what you like and it's still going to be awesome, but you're going to be like, I want to try something else. And, um, and then the other issue is there's four martial artists, subclasses, and they all like in Diablo three, when you play monk, that's the guy with the martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. But now you've got four, var- if you like martial arts, you've got four variations it's hard to decide which one is quite the right variation. They all kind of feel okay. They're they're all very similar, but all very distinct. So, it's just hard to decide. It's you know, I'm, it's like four different types of monks. You only need one really for that class identity. Look at the stitches
1: um, bullshit going on here. Look at this.
0: Oh, the, yeah, the, the monsters are insane in this game. That's the other thing. There is a huge pile of monster variety, and they get nut. Like I've watched some videos too, and I'm just like, this is insane. Like it's cool. That, that guy looks awesome, by the way. He's yeah, totally he a He's a stitches <laughs> ripoff. He,
2: he's like, not. Yeah, he's brilliant. not just
1: a stitches ripoff. He's a stitches and heroes skin ripoff. Like he looks just like that, <laughs> like, except he's got six cleavers instead of one.
2: Look, so I will say better. this game has no scruples about borrowing from things. So one of the classes that I really like is the Soul Fist, and they are not shy that you are playing as a Dragon Ball Z character. Like they literally take Dragon Ball Z specific tropes and go well yeah of course we're giving that to this character you want to play as as a goku right like you go super saiyan it has multiple levels just like in the show their big finishers are a giant spirit bomb or a uh, big energy beam kamehameha type thing that in Dragon Ball Z, there's even one where famously the ghost of Goku appears behind his son to help him fire a more powerful <laughs> one. This one literally puts a ghost behind you to help you fire a more powerful one. Like, they're yeah. not shy about it. They're like, yeah. it's Look up, Solf- look up Soul
0: Fist gameplay. That's so, like, what it is. Soul Fist the best move, too. Even early on, you get the big hand. Have you gotten the hand? It's just a big hand that falls out of the yep. sky and slaps everyone into the ground. They explode. That's my favorite move.
2: My <laughs> favorite move on the Soul Fist is it, it I don't know what it's called, but basically the idea is that you just turn your finger into a, a cannon and you just fire a ton of little tiny needle blasts out of your finger in a big fan arc. Oh, way. yeah,
0: yeah. It's like a machine gun, but you go <laughs>
2: with your finger. It's yeah, amazing. Small Fist is
0: awesome. Um, uh, they're all awesome. That's the thing is you play and you're like, this is cool. This is really fun. And that's where the juice of this game is like you could criticize and. And like, there's a lot to like, not like. But one thing they do well is production value on the co- Like the, yeah, it's really the, the, pretty. The combat, the dungeons are amazing. The combat is amazing. Um, like, look at that that meteor you fl- shoot out of the sky. Like, that's badass. Really cow. cool. Yeah, yeah, you get nothing as good as that. It's not like it's like, oh, it's close to Diablo. Your it's hand. like this is better than Diablo. Like, it's 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 you know, yeah. It it, it, it Diablo four has to step. You know, this pushes Diablo 4's our expectations of you know how much fun or how cool things need to be. Well, especially um,
1: especially after this week, because this launch is is legit massive. Yeah. And I don't know that Blizzard expected to see that out of a Korean MMO slash. I'm pretty
0: sure based on what I seen on Diablo four, I'm pretty sure they were aware of Lost Ark. Like oh like yeah. they were playing Korean Lost Ark and knew about it yeah, well yeah. before anyone like that's why when I saw stuff in Diablo four and then I then I saw this game, I'm like, oh like it's them looking at the market of ARPGs and getting inspiration like they do with other genres and stuff I'm like for sure you're gonna see the good stuff in this game put in Diablo 4 they have to yeah. well, and now they especially have to because of just like look how successful uh, how much hype has been generated for this game even if it doesn't last well, it's massive this is a very this is people have responded very well that's good market research
1: I, I do suppose. I do get a little I'm confused about down. by the way so I'm, I'm I'm thrilled to hear they're gonna make take out the gender locking but Like Path of Exile, Diablo 2, like they're, these games are known for that.
0: Well, Diablo 3 was not gender locked. No, it was not. Diablo 2 is. Yeah. And so is Path of Exile. The gender locking doesn't matter. I played Black Desert online just fine. This is a non-issue. It doesn't, like, it's not a non-issue. If it's important to you, it's important to you. And I respect that. But, um, like I said, for me, it's like, I'm not playing, I'm not pretending I'm a fantasy character in this world. Like you might in an MMO, like, uh. Like in World of Warcraft, my characters, my story. This, I'm like, I'm playing Diablo. Like, I don't like click, 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 story, skip the story. Let's go, let's yeah. fight some shit. Like, that's I know not everyone plays the game that way, but I feel like action RPGs, you're more likely to have people who skip story and click through and just want to have the fun of the action part. It
1: definitely leans that way, yeah, for sure. It's you know, a I wouldn't thing have that has yeah.
2: become more important. Um, over time and i mean i like even you bo when when i was trying to convince you very hard and through very uh i think creative means to convince you to play gun lancer when you were making a warrior like you yourself said like the look and fantasy of like eastern interpretation of what a warrior is doesn't appeal to you and i yeah. think that same thought can be applied to you know it doesn't to me either. That's why I wish I could play as a lady warrior, but the game doesn't give me the option to do it. You know, mm, I think that same yeah. logic can be applied there. And, you know, I don't think a game has to have it, but I think if I was going to put a list of things that like, like I didn't want to play, uh, a. a Artillerist that looks exactly like Stanley Billings, even <laughs> though it's very cool. Um, but that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. My, my paladin's
0: and- named Tedna, by the way, Scott. Just- oh, nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, he has a, a paladin named Tedna. I was so mad. Stanley Billings, Valir, or not. All gone and taken. So oh, man. I look exactly like Stanley, but uh, my character's name is Boswick.
1: Boswick. I like that. Yeah. That's <laughs> a good name. Boswick's <laughs> a pretty good name. I like yeah. Boswick. I don't, I'm GURPS long gone. I'm screwed. There's no way I'm getting that.
0: Uh, use um, uh, umlaut on one of the letters. You might get lucky. Oh, really? I okay. The, I got all the variants of Gorath. Gorath is taken, but I've got all the umlaut variants of Gorath. I, I will say Low this for name. the
1: engine. Um, you know, the game's six years old or whatever. In 2015, it launched in Korea. Um, it looks great, like, yeah, no, I mean, even static good. scenes and stuff like reflections and just like environmental stuff. I'm blown away by that. Like, you'd swear if you told me, oh, Scott, if I didn't know better, I'd say this game's not only brand new, but really shows off some like hot new PC graphics, you know. And I'm just gonna say, there's,
0: there's just some great moments, dude. Like, if you get to the later end, dungeons, there are some cinematic moments that are just it's just you've not seen this in an ARPG before and you're like wow like we can do some these guys are, have done some really cool stuff and well, the graphics I'm excited. yeah like this is a good game this is a, there, there's bullshit in it absolutely of course. 100% of but course. on the balance of things we're looking this is leaning more positive than negative and the positives i think are really positive all right so that's my that's my assessment but uh, I can see you know I can see some things being deal breakers. It's got a card system and you can buy card packs and you know you can easily whale yourself uh <laughs> if you want <laughs> yeah. whale yourself. You can whale yourself. You can whale you can whale yourself away if you want and I don't like that. I'm very very you know I feel very hypocritical uh, speaking positively about a game after being so critical about these things and I will forgive this game for it cuz it's that good. Mm. Uh,
2: Well, it, it doesn't feel at least so far to me it hasn't felt necessary which is an important thing but i would be lying if i didn't say that one of my big takeaways from my experience with this is i like this game it's free to play if this sounds like the kind of thing you might like i say check it out it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you it's an easy recommend but I I woke up this morning it was all I wanted to play which is a good mm-hmm. a good indicator and I couldn't but it was all I wanted to do this morning so I'm clearly in but I do find myself constantly going Man, I can't wait till somebody just charges $60 and takes all the bullshit out of this kind of experience. Mm. Whether that's Diablo 4 or something else, I don't know. I'm not going to say for sure. But I want someone to learn the lessons and see the cool things they're doing here and give me an experience with maybe a little better story. I don't know. It might get better, but uh, maybe a little a definitely better voice acting and just get rid of some of the free-to-play bullshit that's in it. it. The problem is is you're you're pulling this
0: game... Final Fantasy XIV at a certain
1: point. Yeah, that's true. But this game's coming out of a market where that's not just the norm, it's the expected norm. Like, there's nobody in Korea sitting around going, man, I sure wish I could just have a premium $60 game. They just don't do it over there. It doesn't exist. So it's it's almost cultural at this point, and because of that, I don't know how you avoid it. But I, I I feel you on that.
0: Diablo Four might be the chosen one. They might, you know, they like they do they do that kind of Blizzard does that kind of stuff too. Like Mercenaries is a game they, they publish. They have a gotcha game that's that designed to exploit wallets and give very little value.
1: But it's in their free to play uh, game, right? So
0: well, know. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean like what I guess what I would say is it's probably going to be handled more tastefully or more reasonably. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, like, I could see Diablo 4 based on this model. I could see it going free to play and just doing what this game does because Hearthstone does it. So, why not Diablo? I mean, I hope not. But, like, some combination of a box sale and mm-hmm. like BDO does both. They had a box sale and they have a freemium market.
1: They're not afraid to try bad shit with games that are huge. They did it with Diablo 3 to start with. They fixed it. Thank goodness. But it
0: had the real money auction house, right? Yeah. You know, and that's uh, it was
1: bad. Yeah. That is a mark on, that is a taint on their, mark on their taint. Wait, is not right. No, it is. It it's is. a taint, if you taint look on their, at taint. their
2: taint. You can see the auction house <laughs> still right there. That's where they moved it to. They said, we're getting rid of it. And they relocated it to the taint.
1: It just says AC, little initials <laughs> down there. Or no, RAC. I'm sure Diablo 4 is going to be great. Though. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt Diablo 4 will be great in three years or however long the hell this is going to take. Now that they have all the time in the world and Microsoft money to sit on. I I, no, I, I don't think it's going to happen faster, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Wouldn't it be great? I just imagine Phil's like, finally, I own the Diablo franchise. <laughs> and he just gets every person, every non-essential staff at Microsoft to work on the Diablo project yeah. to ensure not only does it get done quicker, but it has all the assets it could possibly ever want. And he's like, guys, I'm a closet Diablo fan i've tanked our stock price just to deliver you the absolute best <laughs>
1: arpg experience ever in the history of anything yeah maybe it's true maybe well if that's true then we have it's to a great it's a great fantasy. yeah it's a very good fantasy and i like living in it um all right well that's uh oh bo anything uh, to add here about your wild rift or your valheim life
0: uh not much oh yeah um again just a little shout out we got a lot of people who joined the wild rift uh guild guild that's yeah. awesome um i do want to organize some games at some point so it is my phone game i play it before bed and stuff so it's like just as a broad message to people joining like it doesn't necessarily mean there'll be a lot of organization in there um but you know uh, do join just search core on your on wild rift and apply it's, it should be public Getting guild in there just now. called core, the tag is X core X trying to find out. Oh, yeah. X core yeah.
1: X, that's it. So just an yeah. X, get in there, and Scott. And I know okay. John,
0: you don't play it, but if you do, just get in there. we got about we're almost the guild's getting full. We have like three or two people in there. A lot of people joined up this week. Pretty so it's pretty good, it's great. You'll find people to play games with and get guild rewards. And there's well, a yeah, guild versus guild thing, it's it's great. It's a nice little ecosystem.
1: And so. now that we're talking about it, um, publicly. I think maybe you'll get a like, we'll get a boost of people in there. So go go do it. X Core X yeah. is the tag. Yeah. And, oh, and uh, are you joining now, Scott? Well, I'm doing an update, so I'm waiting for. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm watching one of their versions of a Moogle or whatever the hell it is fight a fist it, lady. Update's it, so.
0: not too bad. It Doesn't take too long. Um, yeah. Usually I find.
1: Oh, I know why. Because I'm on cellular. I had to, my my Wi-Fi quit working on my main ISP. Oh, long story. Please. But anyway, I'll
0: let it do its thing and get in. All right. But yeah, um, and then, yeah, Valheim, not much to say, but I've started building with Stone. That game remains amazing. I'm just, I'm in love with it. I will, this is definitely a top tier game experience for me, but uh, we won't, I won't say much.
1: That's awesome. Think playing. think about the last time you felt that way about an early access game. Probably been a while, right?
0: It's funny. It's been a while or maybe, maybe Hades was the only one where I played it and I'm like, I got to play this later. Yeah. There's probably another one out there I'm not thinking of, but this is one of the best early accesses I've done. And I have two at the same time. Like, War Tales is a game I'm not playing, but I am in the Discord. They just released an update. I'm like following War Tales news, like mm-hmm. nobody's business. Like, we don't talk about it, but War Tales is. War Tales excites me on a level um,
1: that. That's cool. I love that it's game. just
0: going to be a really when it finally launches it's going to be a robust full tactical game and that has a permanent home on my hard drive and my steam library all the time so
1: I, I have the uh, same feeling about that game yeah I'm uh, really stoked about
0: that one and uh, yeah that's that's a but you know those two games are like like my game like I think about them a lot and
1: God tier. yeah. Well, all right then. This is here's a live. Uh, here's Bo when he talks about those games. Oh, Jesus! Every time he gets so excited. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, all right. Well, well done, everybody. Uh, that was a nice long show. I knew that. Uh, I knew that uh, Lost Ark would be a big point of discussion. I'm glad it was, and glad everybody was here to enjoy it with us. We'll talk more about that next week after I've had a chance to play, and there, all three of us will probably play more. So we'll have more to say, and uh, of course, a whole new episode. In the meantime, if you're like, man, this is such great content, I wish I could give back somehow. Oh, you can. Just go to patreon.com slash core show, get all the benefits of being a core patron, and uh, get bonus content. Like today, we did a whole 25 with almost 30 minutes of pre-show. Yeah. You and, want uh, Boba
0: Fett spoiled for you? Listen to that.
1: Yeah, and John warned you when he's about to spoil it, so just so you know, you can skip ahead yeah, or just whatever.
2: put my hand up, and then... Yeah,
1: John, has, oh. John has a lot of opinions on Star Wars. Yeah. And who
0: can
2: blame him? I, it's but mostly... Who just, doesn't? Yeah, every, everybody does. So I saw the meme today of uh, two people fighting, and they were each labeled Star Wars fans. Mm. And then there was a third person in a chair eating popcorn watching them, and they were also labeled Star Wars fans. And I uh. think that's about the <laughs> truest meme I've ever seen that's in my life. That's pretty
1: strong. I like that a lot. By the way, you know that one where the, the where there's like a bus, and there's a sad guy in the bus, and on the other side is a happy guy? Yeah. and they're little cartoon guys and one's like life's great and the other one's like "No, oh, I hate life and the whole meme is like some people see the same thing and feel differently about it or whatever mm-hmm. uh, somebody made all of the windows in that bus pink as if Kirby had swallowed the bus and now they were all in the bus <laughs> and one guy's thrilled and the other guy thinks it sucks I'm telling you, we are in peak Kirby freaking meme mode. Everybody should go subscribe to every meme they can find and find all the Kirby memes. All right. Uh, I wanted to thank Kamel Kamikaze, sorry, uh, Garrick Ladan Din. And Andrea Tronaskosko. Boy, I picked, <laughs> I picked some perfect wow. names today. These are amazing. You really
2: gave yourself a, a goal.
1: Yep, I did. And I failed miserably. But those Those guys yep. or something like that. Those guys all supporting Thank the you, show. Hey, hey. Uh, so be like them and sign up at patreon.com slash core show. That is going to do it for us. Let's leave everybody with some words of wisdom. Bo. anything to say to the people at home?
0: Uh, since we're in peak Kirby, we, I think, need a Kirby TV show. Oh, that'd be that, great. would be wise to give everyone a Kirby television
1: show. I'd be into it. Yeah, all in. Ready? Sign me up. I'm ready. Uh, John, uh, what would you add?
2: Immediately quit and uninstalled when I saw that zombies have health bars and level numbers. Why are <laughs> new video games like this? <laughs> uh.
1: Thanks again, Raspberry. You made our lives to This is in there twice. You, good job. Good job. We never mentioned that guy, the person later, but today we didn't. He'll never probably know because he doesn't listen to this show. So no, if you know Raspberry. we listened
2: to it once, and yeah. we talked about NFTs, and he was like, why are podcasts like
1: this? Yeah, I'm out of here. They're all talking about NFTs and crypto. All right, that's going to do it. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time right here on CORE. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.
2: Oh, Jesus. Yeah.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty
0: Litter.